We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels our passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crashing Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400-mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing 1,000-plus or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin life. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another milepost of the V-Twin life. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins of Fuels of Passion. Why we enjoy it so much. Tonight, we got milepost 61 with some of those East Coast guys, beggars and brews. What is going on, guys? Hey, man. What's going on? What's up? Wishing the weather was better. That's about, you know, the biggest thing. We <laughs> go from, you know, sunny blue skies yesterday, nice weather to fucking rain, snow mix, and a snow level at about 150 feet. Bullshit. You need to move, man. That's why. God. Mother Nature is fucking bipolar. Shit's yeah, messed up. It was crappy here today. It was overcast and colder than it was supposed to be. And it was supposed to be sunny and it wasn't. It was windy. And so I think the weather's breaking now. It's starting to break. I feel like this week is going to be nice. Yeah. So. Supposed to be anyway. Let's see. You got to move to Jersey, get some of this good Jersey weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's at. No, I, I got to say, I know. I, I like it out here in the Pacific Northwest. We got some great areas, some great place. And. But, you know, you do get that weather, but, yeah, shit, it is what it is. It's, you're going to get it anywhere. So what got you guys into into wanting to ride? Where'd you get into motorcycles? Um, just, uh, you stumped them. Yeah, I know. No, the, the, wife, the wife walked into the room one day, and I looked at her, and I was like, I'm going to buy a Harley, and she turned around and walked right out of the room. And then my brother-in-law and I took the test a few weeks later, and I bought a Sportster. Nice. And that was in 2008, I guess, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere there. Yeah. So did you ever um, ride much before that, or you just dive right into it in 2008? I just I just dove right into it. I mean, I, you know, dirt bikes and quads as a kid. Um, my father had a you know little Honda trail bike that you know, we used to tool around on when we were much younger, but... Uh, other than that, no. I mean, I was a nurse and worked in a trauma unit, so it was uh, never something that I, I thought I was going to tackle in life, really. So, what got you to change? Like, what's the what made you pivot from not wanting to ride to ride? Because I, I know a lot of people that work in the medical field aren't real big fans of motorcycles. Well, you're only on this side of the grass for so long. There you go. So. And Time to live that's your right. obituary. That's, that's the gist of it, man. <laughs> and I got so. the scar to prove it. I didn't yeah, like it, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. What about you, Bert? Yeah, I think it's one of those things I talked about with the wife a lot over the years when we were married, um, in our early years of marriage, and just like never really knew how to start. But I just wanted to do it because it looked, it looked badass, you know? It looked fun. But I didn't ride... Uh, quads or anything as a kid. I grew up on 
military bases and we we weren't allowed to do that we weren't we weren't ripping up and down the streets on dirt bikes and stuff so i had never ridden and that's what kind of i guess took me so long to, to jump in because i just didn't know where to start but eventually i just said you know what? i told the wife i wanted to do it and i said i'm gonna just i'm just gonna sign up for the course so i signed up and that was it man i, I got the, did the course the three-day course got the license and went and bought my first bike within like a month i think what'd you start with uh heritage a 98 uh heritage classic nice so uh, yeah. how long you been riding then since 13 since 2013 so oh, okay uh, what's that nine yeah. years yeah nine years so we started about the same time okay that's pretty cool i mean it's neat because i think so many people i've talked to i mean much like myself i mean i started on dirt bikes when i was a little kid and you see it's so many so many people that you know start young but it's really cool it's just some you know not all of us start riding the same time in life when you know and everybody takes different avenues and stuff so you know i think that's freaking cool yeah i was 37. yeah that is, yeah once i did i was kicking myself that i didn't do it a lot sooner yep mm -hmm. it's a lot it, of fun i mean it, it's you know a great way to unwind great way to relax and just enjoy it yeah it, it's it's super relaxing it is a lot of fun it is badass yeah and, I love it. and it's just I, I mean it's hard to explain man because it's just it is all those cliche things you know it's relaxing it's therapy it's uh um excitement excitement a way to unwind all that, you know it's it's freedom all those things that you know everybody says i mean that's what it is that's why everybody says it so was there a moment or somewhere in life or you know something you saw or that you know kind of sparked it to make you want to get on a bike or just decide fuck it i just want to do this i mean uh, yeah i had a buddy who rode and like, we had like my buddy dennis the guy you know for the most part taught me how to ride he had a um he had a deuce but he also had a road glide uh 2008 i want to say road glide and uh that bike was just that was it was cool then so and uh you know he took trips on it i mean i just thought that'd be great even though at that point i was so far from taking a trip on a motorcycle <laughs> in the yeah. beginning man it's not, what you, not what you do really yeah. how long did it take you from buying uh, your first bike to doing any sort of road trip so i bought my first bike and stacy's in the chat over there she uh I owned that bike for six weeks. It was a Sportster and decided that Sportsters were not for me. Um, but I didn't know what I was, you know, going to get. And everybody was like, start small, buy Sportster, then upgrade. I just partly had one of those trade-in, trade-up programs, and that was it. And then I bought the Crossbones, and a year later, I went to Lord of the Shore for the first time, which was the furthest, at that point, the furthest ride. And I mean, that was like, I don't know, 160 miles or something like that to the rally. Okay. Time. It's interesting how if, if it gets in your blood, it, it, you just don't care anymore. Like, it, it's amazing how you can go from just starting to ride to this is my life. It, yeah. It's truly amazing. You know, if you get hooked in, like you said, it's really hard to explain to people. You know, like people are like, I didn't know you wanted a motorcycle. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. And now it's like, that's all I want to do. You know, and, and then people are like, well, how come you don't want to go hang out? Because I want to ride. <laughs> Every time we're riding, I don't care. You know, it's, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, 
that's our hanging out. We go ride, and wherever we go, we'll hang out there, and then keep riding. That's you want to hang out to buy a bike. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and people people just don't get it. You know, it, it, it's amazing to me how you buy a thirty five thousand dollar car, and all your coworkers are like, "Oh my god, you bought a, you know this really nice car." You show it to CBO, they think you're an idiot. <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. It's all priorities. Yeah. It is now. Do you remember the first trip you ever took on your bike? You know, like say, you know, a little overnight fucking adventure, two, three day, or anything. Wildwood for me. Yeah, for me it was Wildwood. I think it was. uh, Sure. I've got my bike in the fall of thirteen. I don't think it was thirteen. I think it was fourteen. Was when we went down. Was that the first time you went to Oregon Shore? Yeah, I yeah, because I was going. You know, I just got the bike. Didn't even have it a year. And I knew, you know, I'd seen all the things for Lord of the Shore and Wildwood. And I uh, I just kind of went on my Facebook and, and put it out there that I was planning on going down there. If anybody else was riding down there, let me know. And that's when George contacted me, and I hadn't seen him since high school. Nice. He's like, I'm going down there. I go I go all the time. And um, he was like, I'll come down and, you know, meet up at your house and we'll ride down. So that was the longest trip I had taken to that point, which, I mean, what is it, like an hour and a half? Probably. It's not that far, but. That was probably the one. Far if you're not used to it, right? And did we take a route too? Like we took, like we were like down two hundred six and on the expressway. Yeah. Like we were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had no we took the long way. We were on, on the toll road, off the toll road, on the toll road. <laughs> I get lost in Jersey, no matter what. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I would. I, that probably wouldn't be much of a problem. You know GPS. I got my phone, but you know, sometimes getting lost can also be part of the adventure. But yeah. no, I mean, I got an 04, so I mean, I don't have built in GPS. I just I throw the phone up in my phone mount, and if I need the GPS, I plug it in. If I don't, then I just fucking cruise. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all part of the fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, we all have GPS on our bikes, and none of us use it. So it's not, nice. we all use some GPS, whether it's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's... I don't bother with that. Uh, Harley GPS is too. You guys aren't using. Uh, you guys aren't using CarPlay. Using what? CarPlay, where you hook your phone up and use the maps in the in the actual dash from the no. phone. No. I guess I probably could. Right, the twenty ones have it. Yeah, because that's it. I have a fourteen, and I honestly was thinking about just replacing my GPS just for that. Because with the live maps, it's great when it's on the phone. But the problem I have with the phone is it's 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 never happened. But I'm always worried the phone's going to go flying off, and then I've lost everything. Uh, I kind of like the idea of having it just built in the nav. Yeah, I don't use it at all. Of course, on the ultra, it's hard to see anyway, but. Only thing I use the um, the GPS on on the bike for is when I'm when I'm in, uh, following somebody. I'm not leading, and I'm someplace where I don't know. I put it up just because you can see you can see kind of like how sharp turns are and stuff that are coming up. So it kind of gives you a heads up. But recently, I like to use it also if I'm riding in areas that I'm unfamiliar with, just so you exact kind of what you're saying too. If you can see you know, curves in the road or, you know, areas that you're just not familiar with. It's nice to kind of have that little map you glance at for a quick yeah. sec so you know what's coming up ahead of you. Yeah. So you guys enjoy, like, you know, packing up and traveling by bike? Or if you're going on a long trip, say, you know, four or five day, or, you know, do you tend to want a trailer or do you guys just pack the bike and go? 
No, we, we pack the bike and go. And I think that's one of my favorite kind of riding is uh, long distance trips. Um, yeah. Pack, I mean, not a, a moto camp. I stay in a hotel, but um, yeah. See, uh, that's where you and I get along. That's my idea, camping. We, we my wife's up. like, this hotel's a four and hotels.com. I'm like, that qualifies as camping. We, we definitely, we, uh, not even moto, I don't even know what you call it, but I'm not saying <laughs> I need a bed, man. I have no problem doing six, seven, eight hundred miles or whatever in the day, but at the end of the day, I need a nice bed, not, not a sleeping bag or some mattress pad thing on the ground. Do that, but yeah, yeah that I can see that I'm getting that age too. I mean, I remember when I was younger, one of my first trips, my dad, we camped the first night, then we get a hotel the second night, sink shower, then the tent camp, you hotel, and I mean, that was cool, but. You know, you get up in the, the middle 40s, there's nothing like a good a good quality bed. Mm-hmm. Somebody doesn't got to be quality. Just no rain's going to get on it. Oh, I disagree. If they don't have the waffle machine in the lobby in the morning, I'm out. I mean, there's a line. <laughs> I was a holiday in guy. He's a holiday in guy. Yeah, I'm a holiday in guy. You, especially if you stay at Lancaster, they have the waffles with the little buggy in the center. I mean, I'm just saying. Do they really? They do, honest to God. When we, uh, the first trip we did, we stayed in, uh, I want to say it was like Denver, PA. And uh, that's not Lancaster. But, yeah, they had the little, I guess it's in Lancaster country. They had the little Amish buggies in the center of the waffles. Pretty cool. And then my uh, my kid bought me a similar waffle machine for Christmas. It was great. It's make the best waffles. <laughs> that's freaking funny. We take out on a trip. I mean, because we live in the Northeast, you want to get out of here and away from the traffic. So whenever we leave on a trip, usually our first day sucks. It, well, it's it's, a it's usually always also a seven hundred mile day. So yeah, because you gotta. That's you. That's what you need to get out of here. Yeah. The the big trip that we did, we went up. Using the GPS, it took us on the Garden State Parkway. I was like, we're going to die right here. This is how our trip's going to start and end. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, it was crazy. We just we... how it is over here. You can hit, you hit a few kind of the your main highways, and you you got to hit the interstate for a minute. But then generally you can get off onto some of the two-lane side highways. And, you know, for me, that's kind of the better way I enjoy traveling is, I mean, there are times you got to pound some interstate miles. You know, we all got to do that. But if I can – hit that back two-lane highway going somewhere, I'm going to take them two lanes any day and just enjoy the back roads and, and go that route. Yeah. All depends yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, I, mean, I wish I we could do that. I wish I didn't have, you know, any time limits and just could go from here to where, you know, Sturgis, all back roads, but you got time limits. You got to hit the highway. Yeah, and that can play too, and I, I get that too. We, so we you, guys, you guys rode to – did you ride to Sturgis when you went? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, couldn't so remember. We, um, we started this channel in 19, and, you know, we did Texas the first year to Paris, Texas, mm-hmm. and then 20, we did Sturgis, mm-hmm. and then 21, uh, October, we did Daytona, and then in the spring, just now, we did Daytona again. So four pretty long trips in four years. In the four years, yeah. you know, and if we had more vacation time, we, we'd, you know, probably do more. So how did Beggars and Brews come about? How did you guys kind of, you know, fall into the, you know, wanting to to go down what you guys are doing? I mean, it's a cool channel. I fucking dig it because, fuck, who doesn't love riding, riding Beggars and, and fucking drinking beer? Well, that, that was that's kind of what we always did. So, I mean, that was... Uh... I mean, you answered the question for them. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, all you got to do is look at the name and say, hey, you know, it, it speaks to you. 
It's yeah. America. You know, uh, Bert was a, always at, followed Adam Sandoval and got me into following Adam. And Adam did a couple of world record attempts in 19 when he did the attempt. Uh, we kind of got together and felt like that was going to be the one and wanted to go and uh, decided to document it. And a few months before we decided to document it, I was like, we should probably do some practice videos so that that one's not terrible. And all of a sudden they started getting views. Mm-hmm. And then about two months into it, the motor vlog community, um, it was uh, D's at the time and uh, noticed us. And that's, we started cranking out a video a week for the next year or so. And it just kind of grew. Uh, that's it. You know, that's crazy. So yeah, there's sure. a name you don't hear too much of either. Who, these? Yeah, you don't hear much of him anymore. Yeah, these, these had some career changes, and then uh, it didn't allow him to keep going. But yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. You mentioned that before one time. It's amazing in the two or three years I've been doing this, how many people have dropped out. A lot. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people that we knew from the very beginning that kind of helped us in the beginning are gone now and it, it's crazy because it really is a lot of names if you really yeah. it, it, it's sad i mean there there are some channels that even though they weren't big channels i i enjoyed watching them yeah you know like there were just there were just some you know genuine people putting out good content and you know they never grew all that much but for one reason or another life changes they just you know stopped youtube and people don't understand youtube's a commitment I mean, anybody who's done a YouTube channel or run a YouTube channel at any level, um, it's it's a commitment to do it. You know, to, to, oh yeah, week you know week to week it is. Even I mean, you guys do a lot more than I do. I mean, I have ambitions. I want to do some, you know, some videos kind of showcase where I live up here. But even just trying to upkeep doing, you know, like I enjoy doing this podcast because I I love hearing your like you know your guys' stories with everybody, sharing those stories, but. Even just, you know, the commitment, okay, I'm going to do this Sunday. And, you know, beforehand, it's like with my family, we used to do with my wife and all her side, we would do Sunday dinners every Sunday dinners. Yeah, a big dinner on every Sunday. And now it's like I've kind of foobarred that because now I'm doing my podcast on Sundays. And it's now that, you know, they've kind of had to change. But, you know, it's it's so much fun, you know, get, getting to be part of this community, hearing everybody's stories and sharing it. And just, you know, getting to know people and, you know, building friendships along the way. It's it's so freaking cool. And it's, it's a lot of fun. End of the day, we're not going to be happy to hear five, five grand in debt on camera equipment. So just let's. <laughs> <laughs> Until you're like, you know, jonesing over the new Mac and buying new cameras. I mean, come on. It's uh, and I sent I sent Bert a GoPro, a GoPro link this week. I'm like, have you seen this new GoPro creator pack? <laughs> His first response is, do we need it? Well, I mean, we could argue need it or not day long. <laughs> do we need it? That's not the point. Do you see what it's got? <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, Denver, you, you kind of hit it, you know, with the family dinners. I mean, you need, you know, I mean, Bert and I are fortunate, you know, like Stacy supports me and you know, Carolyn supports him, you know, to do this stuff because it, it is, you know, it is not only time away from family. I guarantee you, Stacy has been to more bike rallies 
that she's ever planned to in life. <laughs> well, I mean, my wife's been the same way. I mean, she's been great with, you know, help me come up with questions and content and, mm -hmm. you know, ideas like when it came back to, you know, my post 39, when LM4 photo, Leo McElrath passed away, you know, it was, she came and she goes, Hey, you know, why don't you, because he was the first guest I ever had. She's, you know, why don't you do a memorial? She goes, re-release his podcast. And, you know, that whole thing stemmed when I hooked up with, you know, custom dynamics, Rusty Bagger, Dustin Thacker emailed me a, a piece to say about him, you know, reached got in touch with other guys from the motorcycle community. And, you know, that whole, it was an awesome thing to do because, I mean, Leo was an awesome guy. First and foremost, he's, you know, a piece of American history. I mean, he's a veteran of our country. And, you know, to do something to help memorialize somebody that, you know, did a lot to the community because so many people saw his work and the day he passed, like my Instagram feed was nothing but, you know, pictures of Leo and comments and reposts from all his stuff. And, you know, it was a great idea. And of course, you know, she chimed in here. You know, and it was awesome. I mean, he was he was a, a great guest. He was a great friend that I got to build a friendship with. That you know, truly wish I could have met him in person. But you know, he is now will ever you know forever live on as Milepost Thirty Nine of the Veterans Memorial Highway. And it was just something so cool to do. That is cool. And you know, it, it's it's great. You, not only I mean, you use the word memorialize, but you, you almost. You know, when you put something up on YouTube and you, you make the documentaries that, you know, we we make sometimes, you, you actually, you know, you immortalize somebody. You know, that'll be there and it'll be searchable and it'll be for people to see who, you know, never did know. Well, it, it's the same way. Like, I mean, unfortunately, that was before I made the YouTube, but it's, I mean, it's forever. It's on Apple, Spotify. I mean, all your streaming networks, I mean, he will, his story will forever live on now. And that's, you know, part of the cool thing of, of doing this also is, these stories are going to live on forever in that digital format where say, you know, 10, 12 years down the road, maybe, you know, none of us are still doing this, but people can look back and say, Hey, remember beggars and brews. And they can type it. Hey, you know, maybe this episode will come up and, you know, they can hear kind of some of the story of how you guys got going. And, you know, that's just, that's what it's all about to me is sharing the stories and, and having fun and remembering everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool because like when, you know, channel gets going, you know, people may not ever go back to the beginning to see, you know, some of the stuff of how it started. And honestly, I don't know that I've ever done a video actually how we started. No. You know, which no. is the origin story. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> when we started, Episode man, one. it was, let's just, you know, we were always out riding on the weekends anyway, you know, hitting breweries, stopping at all the, you know, the local water and holes in South Jersey and in the Pine Barrens. And we just we were doing that every weekend as friends, just hanging out doing that. And it was like, why not put this out there for, you know, everybody else? Because we were having a blast doing it, you know, busting each other's balls, just having a yes, good time. Yes, it is, Monkey. And um, it, then it got to the point, you know, the channel got going, and then the winter came. And we're in New Jersey, and, you know, snow and whatnot. What do we do? What do we do now? Because <laughs> we can't. We did a Christmas We did a Christmas, <laughs> you know, Christmas joke video, and it was like, what are we going to do now? So, I mean, you start start finding stuff to do when you live in this, you know, this kind of region because then, you know, you get all the product stuff and, and the installs and stuff like that. But that was never our intention. Like, never, we started the channel. We never really <laughs> You know, I'd be doing a, a, a riding shoe review and, you know, actually installing stuff on our bikes or just pro none of that. Like, that was not the intention at all. But 
if you're going to keep consistent with the channel, you got to find something to do. And we're not riding in the snow, so and you got to find new goals. I mean, what was what was the first goal? Our first goal: free beer. Free beer. We wanted to find. <laughs> we wanted to be recognized by a brewery and get some free beer when we went in there. And and after we got free beer, I was like, what, 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 now what? <laughs> now what do we do? Free parts. So. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Free beer is free beer. Free beer is free beer. And yeah. free so beer always tastes good. So where's your uh, New Jersey ride? Where do you guys do you have a do you have a consistent place you sort of wind up at riding or? You've got you've got a loop through the Pine Barrens. That's we got a loop back through uh, like five thirty nine uh, into, into New Gretna and then down. You know, just through the pines, back by uh, and so What's the uh, Sweetwater? Sweetwater? Have you been to Sweetwater? No, I've heard it's decent. Hey. We went to uh, we went to Renault, which is down by that way. They have yeah. a great little. Uh, they have a well. The, the hotel's cool, but they have a great little uh, like cafe restaurant. We were going to go to Sweetwater, and we didn't. Yeah, that's pretty bougie, dude. You you rode to the? <laughs> did you ride to the winery? <laughs> we did. Wow, you had to think about it for a minute. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I was gonna trailer it, but I think it was a nice day. It was above ninety. Actually, it was like eighty-five, and I was like, "This is a beautiful day." It's like a two percent humidity. I'll take my Harley out ride. So, how, how biker friendly was the winery? Oh, they're great. We walked in with like t-shirts on. They were fine. Okay, all right. You'll Thank find you. at least most of the most of the New Jersey wineries. They're happy just to have people in. They don't mind. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like wine, so we don't yeah, know. me neither. Renault's cool. It's one of the oldest wineries in the country, so it's kind of neat. Okay. Could be cool yeah. to see it, but yeah, I'm with Bert, man. I'm, I'm not a wine guy whatsoever. I'm sure George and Stacy would like to ride to the winery, but it's just not happening. <laughs> they, they can do that on their own time. Yeah, they can meet up with us. We'll go. I could ride all day to the one down the street. Yeah. Ride all he, literally, day. he lives like... Right behind one. I, 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 live, I, I live about a mile from uh, Valenzano. Oh, nice. That's a really nice winery. Yeah. That uh, that Jersey Devil Port they have is fantastic. That's a that's a nice ride, too. This year went south. We went from beer to wine. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Fucking right here. Right. Well, I mean, I'm bougie like that. I'm <laughs> a bougie biker. Yeah, I'm Brian oh. the Bougie Biker. Oh, you know what? There's a channel rename coming. I'm in. Oh, shit. There we go. I love it. I can just start every podcast off. Hello, friends. It's Bri. Here's a little wine. Great. And now that will never go away. Oh, man. I mean, if you have an ultra, you can't review beer. You got to review wine. I like it. I think it's, it's something. Yeah, because you've stepped yourself up. You're not just riding an ultra you got an ultra limited i mean listen all ultras just aren't for old dudes anymore they're not the two-tone ones still are but you know yes, yes they are i just wanted to tell bert how much i enjoy taking my two-tone harley and getting a cup of coffee at dunkin donuts that's what i really enjoy you have your dunkin man that's all you probably pull on his aarp card getting his discount yeah you know i take a couple packets of sugar in case i need them for home you know, i'm not afraid <laughs> Oh man! <coughs> oh Jesus! The reason they don't those little free creamers that anymore. Yeah. Me and my neighbor, me and my neighbor, go to Dunkin' Donuts. It's like a whole half mile away. That's our big ride. 
Right. So now let, let's get off this whole fucking wine. Shit. Why do you gotta be like that, Denver? Denver's like, I got questions. Talking about wine and talking. He doesn't what? have questions. <laughs> We're talking about wine. That went far south. I gotta get off this topic. All right. <laughs> All right. So here's one. Where you guys live, if there's, you know, you got a day ride that maybe you haven't taken yet that is maybe on your sites, you know, somewhere new you want to kind of go explore that you haven't been in your area? I assume. Raining Rock State Park? Yeah. When well, is that? That's. Oh, yeah, that's a great ride. That's one out in Bucks County. Yeah. Some, some of the ladies in our crew have been wanting to hit that mm -hmm. up, and we were supposed to do it last year and never got around to it. So we want to go to that Raining Rock. State Park. Yeah. Have you been to Nakamixon State Park yet? No. Uh, th that's a real. That's right down the street from it. It's really good. A really nice park. So, and I don't even remember exactly where it's at, how to get there, but that's one of the things on our list. I mean, we. I'd like to get out into PA a little bit more. I mean, we've done everything in our area, so I'd like to get back up in Orange County and ride. Yeah, he, he loves some North Jersey. Well, that's New York. Well, you have to yeah, go I was going to say that it's New York. But he likes to go to north into north North Jersey to get to wherever he's going. He just loves the turnpike. This guy he just loves it. Okay, so when it comes to New Jersey, you guys more north south, or are you kind of central New Jersey? We are we, north south. We're, 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 we're south. We're south, but we're more northern in the south. Yeah, I mean, anybody further south. See, Jersey's a funny place. Yeah. So, like, why thinks he lives in South Jersey, but he doesn't, we do. Right? So, but the people who live further south than us will say that we don't live in South Jersey. They do. So, the South Jersey line is, is very kind of blurred. But there is no Central Jersey. Central Jersey doesn't exist. Yeah. Look at They're totally confused. Look at Brian. shouldn't be confused. Okay. No, I'm not confused. I just think you're absolutely right. It's really funny how there's this like north, south, you know, central Jersey doesn't really exist. It's like Trenton, uh, to me, almost Trenton and above is north. Yeah. Culturally, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can divide the state up, but I mean, you're either, you're either giants or eagles or devils. I mean, bef before we lived here, I couldn't, I I couldn't believe how fast you can get gone. You're you can get to the Pine Barrens and farmland really quick. Fast, yeah. yeah it's funny because people are like, "You live in Jersey?" Oh my god! I'm like, "No, I don't live in the Jersey you think I live in." Yeah, I'm not hanging out with the Sopranos. That's what everybody <laughs> thinks, man. When they think New Jersey. They think Spokestacks and Sopranos intro yep. and all that crap. Yeah, we're so far from that. Not mileage wise, but <laughs> lifestyle wise. Lifestyle. Yeah, and you can go through the go through the Pine Barrens is a fantastic ride. I, I just feel like the, the Philly Burbs in Jersey, call like Jerseydelphia, are, mm -hmm. are much more blue collar as a whole than the Jersey suburbs of New York City are. Yes. And it's a huge difference. So All right. you know, the, the high end suburbs of Philly, I feel like are the western end of Philly. You know, when you get out into Balakin Water up in the Bucks County, that's where like the the higher end of the Philly is. But we were Jersey's a bunch of blue collar towns, South Jersey. Nobody has a clue what you guys are doing. I yeah. I'm gonna hit the beer fridge. I mean that's where Springsteen's from, so we claim it. Oh there you go. Uh Stacy made a good point in the side chat there. She said if you look on a map and you draw a line from Fury to Atlantic City, basically you kind of come through where we are. Okay. 
Yep. So, yeah. Have you guys uh, been to uh, Asbury Park? Just a couple of good stories down there. We were in Asbury Park on Friday, Friday night at the Brew House. The, the Asbury Hall. Park Fest Hall and Brew House. There in beer Asbury. Garden, yeah. Or, yeah, Beer Garden. Sorry, yeah. Beer Garden. Um, okay. For dinner. So, yeah, if you're looking for dinner in Asbury, man, that place is it, it's good. It's good German food. It's nothing fancy. Communal tables. Yeah. You know, cucumber salad is the side of every dish. <laughs> <laughs> Marine Riders from Pennsylvania. I so yeah. When I read Route Six, I fully understood the Pennsylvania reference. Yeah. We only have two cities. We have uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and between that's Pennsylvania. And Asbury, that's like the only place in Jersey you're going to find an Indian dealer. That is our only Indian dealer. Is uh, is in Asbury? Yeah. Yeah, they have no presence here at all. There's one in Trevos. It's not that far from here, but. But no, you know what? There's one in Lebanon. There's one in Lebanon, New Jersey, by Williams Harley. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at uh, I was looking at a used road glide there a couple months ago. Okay, so it's uh, so that one's still open. I thought they had closed down. Maybe somebody else opened up that franchise. Because uh, I know yeah. when I well, I thought when I looked for my bike last year, I didn't think that deal had popped up because I was like, you know, should I give the Challenger a fair shake? And and the reality of it is. Living in Jersey, you can't. Because if I had to take that bike to Asbury for service, like that would just like give me a break. Yeah, I mean, it, it's if you're in this area. Well, I would say if you tour anywhere, it's hard to make the argument that you want something other than a Harley. Yeah, I mean, every time we've gone out on a trip, I feel like you're falling over Harley dealerships, especially on a turnpike. Yeah, you know, they're, they're just they're everywhere. <sighs> Yeah, it's uh, you know, and when we did one of our our first like that trip to Texas, I feel like we hit every Harley on that we passed. We did the first day. The first day up until we got down to uh, Bluefield, Virginia. Yeah, we had like five dealerships. So, that was a long day. <laughs> they're good. Day. They're good stops though, because it was hot. They always have a vending machine. They usually have a couch. You know, it's uh, you know, not not they're not bad places to stop. Uh -oh. They have clean bathrooms. You can't beat that. Usually. Usually. Until George gets in there. Usually. Well, yeah. I mean, can't can't say after the fact. We go to Gino's. Gino's so, okay, in South so, Street. I know you guys written out text. You guys have been around. So what's the best ride you had that you really think stands out that you enjoyed the most? Oh, or one man. of the top ones that just really speaks to you? Well, road or ride, I mean, I mean, everything in Sturgis speaks to you. Yeah. You know, Black Hills are amazing. Uh, there's I, a know, I can't wait to go see that in June. <laughs> there's a reason so many people go back every year, you know, and it's not just the party. It's it's the riding is ridiculous. It spoils you for every other yeah. road that you're ever going to be on. I, really I mean, does. you know, and you know what? There, there are technical roads out there, obviously, but um you went to van ocker canyon the last time you were out there yeah you like that and then we went to uh, now i now can't think of that uh, spearfish canyon spearfish is spearfish was an amazing ride it's relaxing i've heard not 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 a technical ride at all i mean it's just a slow moving sweeping turns huge cliffs on either side yep. waterfalls the monkey's favorite needles yeah that, that's that's amazing we didn't do it the year we went out all together yeah. but when i when i flew out last year and hung out with monkey we did that that's an amazing ride too like 
every ride out there is just like kind of like epic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I want to do the needles. I'm gonna go check out Mount Rushmore and do some other stuff when I go out there for uh meet all the guys from the Hokahe in June. At the end of June, I'm riding out there. I'm gonna spend okay. the weekend in uh, Rapid City and plan is to get over there on a Friday, stay Friday, Saturday, see all the guys off on Sunday as they take off on their adventure for the you know, the Hokahe's ten thousand miles in ten days, you know, raising money for everybody who has a different charity they're riding for and was fortunate enough to get to know a lot of those guys that have ridden it. I've had them on the podcast, so getting able to meet them in person is going to be just freaking super cool. And go check out the area. And, and you know, in a way, it's I want to do Sturgis, but it'll be cool to be over there when it's not an absolute madhouse. You can kind of really enjoy some of the back roads where you're not so crowded to go see some of the places. And I'm super excited. Yeah, no, that's going to be awesome. It's, it's a great time to go, and it's a great time to go for the riding, like not rally time. Um, you know, you, you'll probably miss out. I, I'm sure some of those bars that like we go to to eat, um, we're, are going to be closed. Like I'm sure like a lot of that stuff isn't open year round, um, outside the rally. So you won't, you won't get that experience of like that busy right. Sturgis, you know, rally feel, but, uh, it's a great time to go ride and you won't have all the stop signs they put in just for the rally. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> 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 we uh, we had some other stuff like down to Texas in Arkansas. We did some really nice riding down there. The uh, the pig trail. We did the pig trail, and then we did the. Uh, it's not the Cherholisk. No, it's, uh, we didn't do that. Yeah, I forget. Well, we did. We we hit a stretch of road coming home from Texas oh. in Oklahoma. Oh. That was, and I don't know what it was called, but it was amazing. And. Uh, Big sweeping turns through the hills. It, it was beautiful. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was like winding stairs, winding state park, stairs or something like that. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very well known road for anybody in that part of the country. And basically, it came, you know, I mean, we kind of stumbled upon it just out of the K River, and you know, headed north and just kind of stumbled upon that. Yeah, and uh, and that was great, and you know, the Ozarks were great. I mean. Uh, That's one I want to check out some days. The Ozarks. Pig trail is great. I tell everybody, you know, like in Jersey, we're very good about our signs. You know, let's say turn ahead 25 miles, turn ahead 45 miles. You get to Arkansas, one sign, road ahead, steep and curvy. That's it. You get one sign in Arkansas. <laughs> steep and curvy. Yeah. Yeah, million dollar highways on on, uh, on the bucket list too. Yeah. You said that in the side chat. And uh, had we been able to go on that poker run last year, we would have been able to do that. But we'll have to get there. We'll get there. That'd be cool. Have you guys ridden uh, PA Route 6 at all? Yes, six. you've been on Route 6. That's up by uh, – my wife's family has a house up in uh, Wall and Pulpack. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, we've done the stretch of 6 that goes up through um, Wall and Pulpack. We've done that. Okay. Yeah. What was the stretch we did when we went from the, the lake house to uh, um, the hawk's nest? The hawk's nest. And That's a nice ride. Yeah. It's a really nice ride. All, all two and a half minutes of it, but it is it's a nice ride. Uh, yeah, but mean, the ride that from, from the lake house to get there was nice. Yeah, that was. And that was just all that Pennsylvania just back roads. roads. I mean, that part of Pennsylvania on that northern part of the Delaware River is lined with great riding. And people don't you know, necessarily realize it. But it's um, it's great. I mean, the Hawk's Nest is it's a very famous road. There were so many car commercials shot on that road. Um, 
and the views are just amazing. I found going north past the Hawk's Nest. I don't know where we wound up, but we stayed on that road and just kept going. The ride was fantastic because there's no stop and start. You're just rolling. Yeah. So much fun. There's nothing. The thing, some of those bridges that go across the, the river, they're a little sketch, but. Yeah, you know. <laughs> some of them are wood planks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great ride. That's just part of the adventure. You got to right. think: Are they solid or are they rotten? Yeah, you're only going to die once. Pia Grand Canyon's a good ride. We're actually thinking about heading up that way in a few weeks. How far is that from here? So Pia Grand Canyon's four hours from here. Okay. But the town of Wellsboro is fantastic. The um, I forget what the restaurant's actually called, but there's a steak restaurant in town that's owned by a biker. Okay. And they have great food, great staff. They have a great little diner in there. Um, it's just a it's just a wonderful little town. It's very laid back. It's kind of like that quintessential town that made America. And it's just cool. And it's only, I mean, downtown's only two or three blocks at the most, but we really enjoyed it. Okay, we didn't get that invite. No, 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 no. We didn't get Lost that email, email, I think. No, he's, uh, we invited him to bike night, though, but he's not going to invite us to the... To the uh, to, to the Grand Canyon ride. It's all right, though, man. It's, it's good. Well, that was last year, two years ago, actually. <laughs> I'm ready to go, man. Let me know. So is there a protocol with bike night? Like, I can't acknowledge you guys? Like, how's that work? Do I just, like, have to park away? Yeah. Well, you're going to have to walk up to us and ask us for an autograph. We okay. actually rather you make a big deal about it, like you're a super fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll fanboy the hell out. Well, and you got to wear a Dixon. Um, we'll start handing out stickers. <laughs> okay. Awesome shit. I'll just walk behind you and say real loud, no, no, that's them, I think. And then when you turn around, I'll just be like, what? what? <laughs> oh, my God, Mr. DeBeard, I don't mean to bother you. Make I'll walk weird. behind you like this and just selfie it. Be like, oh. make, make it weird. Make it weird. <laughs> make it weird and awkward. We, have you guys been to the International Motorcycle Show in Carlisle? Not in Carlisle, no. We went to New York. Went to New York. It was in New York. When it was in Javits? Yeah, yes. yeah, it was a fun time. So, that was cool. But uh, we haven't been to Carlisle, and I, I, from what I understand, it's going to stay in Carlisle. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was really great. We went last year. We went on Friday. And <laughs> we went on Friday. It was like half-price tickets. It was completely dead. <laughs> I mean, you could take out anything you wanted. It's, it's not an escorted ride. Oh, it's wow. a great time. Really? And there's a great brewery right outside the fairgrounds, too. It was a really good time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, if you guys are going to go this year, let me know. It's a good time. What month's it in? Uh, I want to say it's in September. Okay. All right. As long as it ain't the weekend of Ocean City, yeah. Oh, you know what? It might be, come to think of it. Yeah, so you guys won't be able to go. That's a deal breaker. Ocean City Bike Week? You going? I'm thinking about it. Now you say that we won't be able to go to Carlisle then. Ocean City's better. Yeah. Is it really that good though, or is it just kind of somewhere to go? Um, it's what you make. It's like, listen, it's like any rally. It is what you make of it. It's who you go with. Okay. Um, if you like music, yeah. If you like good bars and restaurants, if you like a good vendor scene for a rally, it, it's great. Yeah. If you're looking for you know, Sturgis riding? No. Yeah. 
Most I think just going to see and check out the vendors and stuff would be cool. That's why I was disappointed with the motorcycle show. They didn't really have any vendors. So there's, yeah, like, there's a lot of vendors at Ocean City. Kind of lame. Yeah. Motorcycle shows, I feel, are mostly dealer. I, well, I kind of thought that when we went to New York, it would be a lot more vendors. And I feel like it was mostly dealers and manufacturers. Right. Um, yeah. The aftermarket presence. There was some aftermarket presence there. But even the people that were there were, you know, not... I, I mean, it was just not, not a huge selection of, of vendors there. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you guys think of the AC one? Because you went to that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what we thought. We went and I was like, is this it? Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's got some, they got some work to do. Yeah. Um, hopefully they keep at it and get better, you know, but we've gone twice now and it's, I mean, this last one might have been worse than the first one. Well, listen, to be honest, it snowed the night before. It did, barely. We got down there at opening on the first day. True. We snuck in. We did sneak in. We didn't pay. Because we were just, you know. We well, you're back. a big deal, so. Yeah, we no, just, we just found a back door. We, just, <laughs> we literally <laughs> snuck in. We, we snuck into the show, and not only did we sneak into the show, we then scored three bracelets. From from one of, from from a guy we met there, who so. we actually need to reach out to because this guy had a really cool story, and has how many bikes? Uh, 75, 80 bikes, 75 he said. Or 80 bikes. And he's here. local to he's us here. Oh damn! World. And invited us to come out and check out his collection. So we need to uh, we need to get we in touch with him. And what did he invent? Oh, he invented Febreze. Something else. And he invented uh, uh, you asked. He invented Dawn Dish Soap. Really? Damn. Yeah. And he had, if you, if, you, if you didn't see our video for Atlantic City, if you check it out, there's this crazy-looking contraption of a trike that he built. 1,200 horsepower with nitrous. And uh, it's pretty sick, but that's the kind of stuff he does because this guy's got money to burn and some time on his hands, apparently. So, yeah. But he was a nice. cool suit. Gave us tickets. like We were like, well, we can't. We can't leave and come back because we didn't pay to get in. And he was like, "Oh, here you go. Here's some, here's some, some bracelets." So nice. So it all fell together for us that day. <laughs> we ran into uh, uh, Cycle Fanatics. Yeah, John from Cycle Fanatics. Sandy from Holy Ship was down there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we ran into those guys. Very cool. Have you ever ridden with those guys? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. They came down here to uh, go through the pines with us. And um, we went up there to bikes and breakfast. Bikes and breakfast up there. Nice. Um, which is a good time. He has a favorite road up there, John. It's called. Um, yeah, Storm Storm, Storm King, King Highway, Highway, which runs along the eastern shore or the western shore of the Hudson River, uh, from West Point to uh, whatever town, Newbury, Newburgh. No, check that out. I've never heard of it. Oh. Yeah, great ride. Don't ask me how to get onto it. I can never even tell you, but it's a great ride. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, just head north, take a left, take a right, left, and you'll be about there. Yeah, it sounds fair. That all New York, all New York. I can't wait to get back to New York State. It's fantastic riding. Hey, hey, what guys think's your, uh, here's one. What's your best motorcycle memory you guys have had since you've you know, started this adventure? Oh. I mean, 
Yeah, and it's like cliche, but I think our trip to Sturgis was Sturgis was pretty cool. It was pretty uh pretty epic. It was one of those, you know, hopefully not once in a lifetime trips, but um, you know, it felt like that. World, um, world record ride was pretty cool. World record ride was pretty uh, man, that's tough. It is tough because they're 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 both like great things that we've done that are great memories. I mean, there were probably, you know. 3,000 bikes and chain, or whether more, 3,497 was the number. So there were probably actually around 4,000 bikes at an airstrip in Paris, Texas. Um, and it wasn't even in Paris. It was in an airstrip in this town called Reno, Texas. that has a population of like 1,000 people if. And we put like 4,000 Harleys at their local crop dusting airport. And it was uh, insane to see that many bikes. It met a lot of cool people. Yeah. So... Most definitely. Yeah, that's that's tough. It's a tough. I mean, they're two very different experiences. One was cool because of the world record, you know, and the other was cool just because it was our crew out in Sturgis, which is just amazing. So, yeah. I mean, they were both awesome. That's awesome. See, that's you know the, the fun thing. Get some of these questions. I mean, you got two guys. You know, between you know both of you guys, you might have something that's different. So that's all. You know, the the awesome yeah. aspect of it is. You're gonna have you know two different sides to it. No, that's super cool. Well, we've done so much riding together. I mean, it's uh, yeah, even just locally. Yeah, we've had some really good rides around here. We last year we ventured out into what uh, south southwest New Jersey, which like we've never really been in, and it's like very remote and very farm country and rural and Jersey it's, Yeah, it's like very, but but it was nice riding and it was relaxing and, and it was like you know. Just, yeah. and scenery and it was pretty cool no people didn't even realize you're in the state it didn't feel like new jersey at all but there's a lot of nice i mean it's a small state but there's there's a good deal of good riding around here too so what's your uh, cool thing i'll go ahead Brian. no go ahead i mean that's a cool thing about doing this is i mean reaching out to guys from different sides of the country because everybody has that geographical location where they're at it's just one of them go-to routes or places that really enjoy and you know, hearing your stories, places I've never heard of yet, and it's just cool. You know, I can kind of help build that bucket list because I I do plan on hitting the East Coast someday, and it, you know, hearing little stories, places you guys mentioned, are just is really cool. Well, George didn't even say what his favorite ride was. Favorite yeah, ride. George, Virginia, back of the dragon. Whew. That was George's favorite ride. That road's something else. If you've never ridden that road, it's something else. It is Can you elaborate. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of turns. It's a lot of elevation, and from the time you get on it to the time you get off it, you're gonna be Whoa. very, very focused. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's technical. It's technical. I still think, I still think it was it was tougher <laughs> than, uh, than Iron Mountain. I do too. I mean, Iron Mountain has, to me, Iron Mountain has a, a couple of hairpins, you know, well, probably like nine hairpins. But it has so where's Iron Mountain? It's in the Black Hills. Iron Mountain's in the Black Hills, yeah. Okay. So, so Iron Mountain's the one where you come through some tunnels and you can see Mount Rushmore. Yeah. All right. Off in the distance. Right. So so when you when you do ride Iron Mountain, ride Iron Mountain from Custer towards Rushmore so that as you come through the tunnels, you'll, you'll see Rushmore. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty neat. But I mean, it's got, 
you know, it's got those corkscrews. Those corkscrews are sick. They're fun though. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're not. They're not the, bad. The corkscrews aren't bad. I mean, it's just you. You just keep turning. You know, it's not a big deal. The switchbacks are. You know, I mean, they're switchbacks and there's elevation to them. But the back of the dragon has turns that are like greater than 180 degrees. I feel like. I feel like the road was so steep it almost looped back on itself and went back and. It's I don't know that road was that road was challenging. Yeah, and I'm not I mean I'm not into technical riding, so it was a little stressful. Yeah. Actually, it was stressful because I had to lead these guys. Yeah, so yeah. that's you know when you're leading a group of people on a road you don't know in the first place can be a little you know that can be a little unnerving, a little nerve wracking. So now this is now we're on a yeah. really technical road, and at one point I feel know, my fire. George, George dropped back before I could see him, and then I had to worry about whether you had. All right, because I mean, that road was pretty rough. I was on my own pace. Yeah, and that's what I figured. We had enough stop. But listen, I did Iron Mountain two up, and a, a couple of us did Iron Mountain two up, and I'm glad that I didn't do Back of the Dragon two up. I wouldn't want to do that. You know, and, and honestly, I mean, it, it's 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 one of those things that I think probably some people get themselves in trouble. Because they get on these roads, and you don't know what you're in for. And yeah. um, you know, it's, it's when we were coming through Custer State Park. There was like a couple of turns at Custer State Park where, like, the road kind of dipped and it got steep. It's like a little hill that you went over, even though it was like a, you know, a sharp corner. And Stacy was like, "Oh," and I said, uh, "That's not going to be anything compared to what we're going on." I said, "I've never been on this road, but I guarantee you, it's going to be steep." <laughs> You know, how is it with the other riders? Because that's what kind of s s puts me off the idea of the the dragon is that you know you're on you're on a big dresser bike and you're worried about the knucklehead on a on a uh, sport bike trying to prove something. What? Well, well, and you know what? That's that's always part of it. I mean, you can only control what you can control. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like anything in life, but it's uh, you know you, you go with your space. You know your you know your bike. We were fortunate that when we did that, we did it. During the week, back early the in the morning, yeah. the back of the dragon. It was pretty empty, and there were a few motorcyclists on it. But I mean, it was pretty empty, and you know, I didn't do a full-length video of the ride. But there's a video up on the channel that shows you a good portion of the road, and and you can see how little traffic there was. I mean, it actually made for a great YouTube video that was so little traffic. Nice. So, but there there are parts of it where. I, mean, I always think when you watch a technical road on YouTube, you don't get the effect of how difficult the road is because you just, it doesn't translate to the ca camera. No. There were a few shots when we did the back of the dragon where I was hung back a little bit and you can see the guys take these big sweeping right hand turns and go up the hill. And I was back far enough with the GoPro to capture that. So you can you can see the elevation of the mountain. Um, yeah, it's. I I feel like you can never capture it properly. It, it's never the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have to be paying attention. Like Iron Mountain, Iron Mountain, we got that experience because Iron Mountain, John had the three sixty camera. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got I I was a couple of spots where I really spun that three sixty where people could see the airframe like. You know, and there were bikes. There was a lot of traffic. Not like stop traffic, but there were a lot of bikes. Yeah, it was during a round. Yeah. 
So interesting. Yeah, if you get a chance to do the cat skills, cat skills were fantastic. I'm gonna go to the Adirondacks. That's the next run. So I've heard about the cat skills from a few guys when I had like Von Gasfold, FDLX Brooklyn on a couple guys from you know the New York Brooklyn area. They talked a lot about the cat skills, how they enjoyed it also from that area. Fantastic riding. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta get up there. I'm yeah, trying to get up trying to get up to Vermont this year. Trying to get these oh, guys that'd be nice. for a long weekend. I mean it, it's beautiful up there and there's a lot of breweries so i'm down with that yeah it's a win-win yeah <laughs> so you got any trips coming up in the near future you got planned well near future well we're we're officially we haven't actually made the announcement even on our channel yet but we are uh officially booked for ocean city yeah nice still anything we're official on we we just made our uh living arrangements yesterday so we booked that so we're good for that we're definitely gone i mean that's something we do every year um everything else this year is going to be like weekend stuff it's, it's going to be short stuff it's going to be game time decisions I game time like. decisions but hopefully hopefully it's a lot of riding this year because it didn't feel like we did enough last year the past two years i mean even though we did go to surges in in, in 20 it was like well, you deal yeah. with the pandemic and all that yeah. crap, so that was kind of a shitty riding season. Uh, and then last year was just—I don't know—it seemed like it was either raining or we one of us had something going on in the personal life. You it, know, like, it, it rained. It rained a lot last year. Um, so, like when we when we set off on Daytona, you know, I hadn't ridden since Biketoberfest last year because my bike was down with the, you know, mechanical the issues, brake and, fluid, and brake fluid issue, and you know, I just didn't get it fixed over the winter. I was like, oh, I'll get it fixed in January. And wound up not riding. I rode it like once for a shakedown cruise and then got on it to go to Daytona. And I was like, whew, to not ride from October to March and then get on for a 700 mile day. It was so I will say, as someone who does not tough. like the trailer and, and we've ridden to every rally we've, you know, we've gone to so far. Um, I do not blame anybody that's coming from the Northeast to Daytona for the spring rally if they trailer because, man, we hit some really crappy cold weather and it was miserable. And we did it, but it People sucked. People live further than us had to cut their trips short. Yeah. Honestly, well, it's so bad. And Daytona is so early in the year. I mean, I, I have some friends up here from, you know, Western Washington that have done it and they headed straight down the coast of California and I think a few of them ran into snow and then took the Gulf Coast over to Florida just because I mean that early in the year, so many places, I mean, weather is not gonna be on your side. No, exactly. The weather's not not gonna be on your side. And you know, I, I don't know that I'll go to the spring rally again without a trailer. Honestly, because coming coming back coming back coming back was some of the most miserable riding I've done. It was, uh, it, it sucked. It was 30 degrees and we were what? Yeah. I mean, there's no other, I don't, I don't think it gets, you know. It sucked. And we were coming back to certain parts, like fortunately for us, our area wasn't, but parts of New Jersey were, were snowing like the day before. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, that's why Cycle Fanatics and his crew had to cut their trip short and, and head back because they wanted it to beat the, the snow. Beat the snow. And uh, listen, there was snow on the side of the road in Delaware. We're coming yeah. out. I mean, there was still snow on the side of the roads, you know? Well, you, you got Droop in the peanut gallery, George. He's beating up on you. That's part of the course. 
Yeah, you bike to every rally and back to the nearest Harley dealer. There you go. Wow. It's running now. That's all that matters. It's That's running. really mean, Drew. Yeah, it's Drew. So, I haven't run into Drew at any of these rallies, though. It's weird. <laughs> well, well, well. well, in all fairness, they're probably more than 20 miles from his house. So, exactly. He doesn't leave Gaelic. Uh, yeah. Gaelic. Put aside that public transit. No, it's Gaelic. Oh. I call it Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because it's riding in the snow sucks. Yeah, it's and uh, I it does. I mean, I mean, what happened to us is we rode. We had to do probably 150 turn miles in rain, and then after we got through that rain, I, the temp dropped. The, the temp dropped like 15 degrees in a mile, and the wind picked up. And I mean, we had rain gear on, but I mean, you know, we if you've ridden in, in driving downpouring rain, like we were riding in, I don't care what rain gear you have, you're still gonna have stuff that gets wet. Yeah. And you know, like our feet were a little damp. And the temperature just drops. I wasn't prepared for it because based on the weather reports, that day was supposed to be nice. It wasn't until the next day that it was supposed to drop. Oh, yeah. So I didn't have, you know, as much, as many layers of socks as I would have had on, you know, a lot of stuff. Like I just wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. And then you got, we got wet and then it got cold and it was miserable. The whole day was just absolutely yeah. Getting wet sucks, and when the temperature drops and it starts getting cold, it's uh, it's fucking miserable. It's part it's part of road trips, though, man. I mean, if you're it if is. you're on a long motorcycle, there's no way you're getting you know a week long trip in cross country and not dealing with some sort of element. Even in the summer, you, I mean, you're gonna deal with some rain or something. Yeah, I mean that's why years back when I was you know looking at bikes, okay, you know I'm gonna upgrade to something else. The biggest factor that I wanted was hard bags, just for that reason. Because when you're touring, you know, you're doing these multi-day trips, you're going to run into rain at some point. It's going to happen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And having hard bags, knowing that when you get to your destination and you have dry clothes to put on, I'm sorry, but that's fucking huge in my book. Mm -hmm. it, it is huge. And, you know, people, uh, Papa P is like, you know, don't be a puss, I saw on the chat. You know, like, it, it's one thing to ride in cold. Like, if you're here, if, if you're local and you go out and you go out for, like, an hour or two or, you know, you go for a little ride in the cold, like, that's one thing. To be on a motorcycle for 12 hours in 32 degrees or below is a whole other animal, man. It's a whole other animal. And uh, oh, when you're hundreds of miles from home because you're going to a different destination... <laughs> Yeah, that adds a whole nother factor into it. It's uh, and I finished up that trip. You got home. You got home at daylight. I got home because I had bike issues. My my battery just wouldn't turn the bike over, and I got home at like ten thirty at night. In twenty, it was twenty seven degrees. Yeah. So from Baltimore to you know my last hundred ninety miles from Baltimore was, was sub thirty. Oof. So it was it was cold. It sucks. Now, do you guys run heated gear at all? I assume you don't. Well, we tried. We, we tried some heated gear out this trip, and uh, it was uh, it, it it didn't work as well as we wanted it to. Okay. So, uh, but heated gear is in, in, in definitely definitely in the future. Yeah. You know, you need it's a heated. game changer. You need. Here's what I'll tell you, and and I'm not big on heated gear. I don't like even wearing gloves. But if you're gonna go the heated gear route. 
you need the stuff that plugs into your bike. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Cannot yeah. use the only way to go. A battery, if you're going on a road trip, it's it's just not going to last you long enough. And that's and that or if you try to you try to leave it on low so that it lasts you the whole day, it doesn't do anything for yeah. you. Yes, so. that's what I like with mine. You plug it in, you can you can crank it all day long. You got you yep. have to. Yeah, and that's probably I mean. The next heated gear that we invest in was definitely going to be that. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely going to be plug the battery in. stuff. Plug is, is garbage. Yeah, it's, it's the only way to go, especially if you're if you're not a, a well, I wouldn't say a fair weather rider if you're on the cold, but if you're going to do more than an hour, yeah, battery's never going to get you anywhere. No, and, and it's tough. Like a trip for Daytona, even if you're going, like we met, you know, Stacy and Carolyn. They drove down a few days after us and we met them there. But if you're going on just a trip, like a spring rally that early, I mean, it is tough to pack for that trip because you are packing rain gear. You're going to have to pack heated gear. You're going to have to pack, you know, some kind, of, some kind of jacket and layers. And, like, all of a sudden, you know, for us, you know, we're packing camera gear. So my tour pack's done, you know. It's, it's a lot of stuff to pack. And then you get to Florida and you need shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy but i mean it's all part of the adventure exactly it is it, it is an adventure and you know you got those moments that absolutely suck but you know two hours after 10 minutes after you can look back and laugh and just think well that's going to make one hell of a fucking story yeah you know and that's true because you know of all the trips we've gone on some of the suckiest moments are the ones we remember the most and talk about the most you know oh yeah Never forget scraping frost off my seat in Missouri. I mean, was, oh. I'll never forget shoving, <laughs> shoving socks down socks in, into place. my junk because you know the chaps don't cover your junk. Right? Oh shit, that's I'm, fucking I'm, epic! Just throwing the chaps away and buying leather pants, man, because you're missing the most important part. You should just have leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> you you rock leather pants on a Harley. That's a whole new genre for your channel. <laughs> Fucking Rock and Billy Idol. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah. Never know. You never know what you're going to find on a road trip. There's always something. You know, and you always look back at those moments and, and laugh. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Well, there, you know, when you're with a group of friends or a group of guys, man, those are the bonding moments, man. Those yeah. are That's the stuff that, you know. Just kind of galvanizes you as friends. But we, we you know, we, we took that trip to Texas. Four guys, we were all on baggers at the time. Nobody had ever been, I think, on a multi-day motorcycle. John, John was, you know, years before. Yeah. But nobody had ever gone that far. No, none of us had ever turned out day after day after day of that many miles. You know, I mean, we went from here to Texas, stayed in Texas, what, a day or two, and back. In seven days. In seven days. Wow. Yeah. And it was, you know, there were there were some days. There were some days we turned in some miles in the rain, in the cold. It, you know, it's and nobody complained a bit. No, it was yeah, nobody, it was it was an adventure and we were all excited. You know? Every gas stop, every gas stop, just you break your bike, got back out on the highway and kept going. So New New Jersey to Texas, what was that? Two, two and a half days? We did it in two and a half. We did it in two and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we did it. First day was kind of light. It was like 500 miles and change. 
the second day we went from like Bloomfield, Virginia to um, somewhere 100 miles or so west of Nashville. And then we went from wherever that was. It was Jackson, Tennessee. We went from Jackson, Tennessee all the way to Paris, Texas. And got there by, I don't know, before dinner. Yeah. Mid-afternoon. Yeah. And we, and we cruised in, by the way, with a, bike, a, a group of how many bikes? Like 150. 150, 150 bikes. bikes and John Maxwell. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. It was a great way to wrap up that trip. But, I mean, coming back the same way, I mean, we were threatened with rain. We actually adjusted our route to avoid rain, which we thought was brilliant at the time. But what we now know is when rain comes across the country, cold air follows it. <laughs> yeah. But I'd rather just be cold than be wet and cold. That's yeah. what I know. <laughs> well, here's a great you know, cruising CT's got a question. What's the best advice for someone planning their first multi-day bike trip? Oh man. Best advice, multi-day trip. Make sure your bike is in damn good working order. If you have stuff that you think you need to have taken care of, get it done before the trip. If you've got tires that are kind of on the verge, get it done before the trip. Yeah. Because you're not going to want to get that stuff done on the road, and you don't need something failing you. Yeah. And secondly, I, I mean, I would think if you're somewhat mechanically inclined, I mean, I keep a small toolkit in my saddlebag. I got a socket set, got a yeah. small bag, you know with other, you know, small oh, yeah. tools and whatnot. So there's some stuff I can fix on the side of the road. Like, I mean, I've had a breakdown once where I ended up changing a regulator. Luckily, a friend of mine took a couple hundred mile detour and went and picked up a new regulator, you know, changing on the side of the road. If you're somewhat mechanically inclined, having a, you know, a decent toolkit is also huge. Yeah. The other thing I would say, and it seems kind of simple and silly almost, but be prepared to be flexible. Because yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen on a road trip, and something probably is going to happen, and you got to be prepared to roll with the punches, man. Because yeah, if you get too wound up and, and too too hell bent on being on a certain timeline and having to be here or having to be there, you're probably going to be late for something or miss something. So you got to be prepared to adjust on the fly and just go with it. Yeah, yeah. and you know, yeah. not. Everybody, not everybody, like we don't care, like the rain, whatever, like we'll ride. As mm. long as we can see, we're riding. And But that's not for everybody. Yeah. So if, if weather is not your thing, look at the time of year. Like if you don't like rain, don't travel in the spring. Not in the northeast. You know, I'll stand in the northwest. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, and it, if, if that kind of stuff you know makes you uneasy and you still want to take a trip like that, look for a good weather window. Do something spur of the moment. <laughs> Book an extra day or two on the end of the trip so that if you have to hole up and you're not comfortable with riding, yes. that you've got the time to hole up and, and wait for the weather to clear. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes those days are good, too, because you get a break, yeah. depending on how you're riding and who you're riding with. But We've never done that. But there's been, there's been parts of our trips where it was like, if we could have just – we didn't have to be back at a certain time. We could have hung out where we were and let some weather pass or whatever, but – We've, we've never allotted for that, but it's something that if you can, you should. And you can't. Yeah. We have stopped earlier, though, coming back from, from Daytona if, if we had to stop. I, I don't know that we would have. I feel like we would have. If I wasn't worried about time off, I, I might have. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't know. In probably that situation, not. I don't know. I probably can... not. We probably wouldn't, but there's there's people oh, there's, that yeah. would definitely benefit from that. We, we ran into a lady who was not even going to Oh, yeah. Cars. We were, she threw a towel. Yeah, we ran into a lady at a um, gas station. South Carolina. Taco, what was it? Taco Bell? What were we at? Burger King? I don't know. Um, she was coming back to Daytona. Not dressed for it. And she was, we were in South Carolina. Yeah. And she lived in South Carolina. And it really was just kind of cold and windy. And she said she was done. She wasn't continuing. She was like going to get a hotel room because it was too much. The weather was too much for her. And she she was in the state that she, she was already in the state she lived in, and she was she was done. She said, "I'm done." Yeah. So it's the way. I mean, you got to know what you're comfortable riding with in, and and don't push past that. If you don't, if you're scared or uncomfortable in the rain, don't do it. And that's very true. Very good advice, too. Well, yeah, and at least she's riding within her limits, which that's what gets you killed. It could be the stupidest, smallest ride, but if you're riding beyond your limits of whatever, that's you're just asking for trouble. Stacy in the side chat, she, she put up another a, a very good comment. Um, make sure you've got a little extra budget for those for that un, un, unseen you know, issue. I mean... I was in this case where my my bike wouldn't start, and you need you're gonna need a roadside assistance. You should always have roadside. Some, I mean, I have Hog, but if you have AAA, your bike's not covered under your regular AAA. You need the motorcycle and RV option. And what under normal circumstances might have been, you know, testing a battery or something like that. I I was under a time crunch because I wanted to get home that day. Dropped 180 bucks on a Harley battery. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is, and that was a cheap road fix. Yeah, you, you definitely know, that have was to, a cheap road. You fix. have to you have to be prepared. If you don't have the extra cash, you better have a credit card or something because if you're halfway across the country and something serious happens to your bike, I mean, you're not you don't have a choice. You're not getting it towed home. Hog will not tow your bike no. home. People need to understand that. And so you're either leaving yeah. your bike and yeah. flying home. Which you need the money, or you're just shelling out the money to have it fixed, and you're waiting around. For one or another, one way or the other, you're spending money. Don't go on a long road trip if you don't have that cushion. You know, it's it's gonna end up bad. It could be money for not only for the bike but for hotels. Hotels. It could be money to rent a car, to rent a trailer, to tow your bike home. There, there could be any any number of things. I think that I know that before we started taking these trips, and we never thought of this. We we never thought about that kind of stuff. <laughs> We found out through it happening to one or another of us, yes. somebody in the group having issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, AAA, you, I mean, I've upgraded mine to the, the premium RV plan just for the motorcycle towing if I ever need it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a bit of chief insurance. I mean, I've used AAA a ton of times on, you know, my cars or, you know, my sons or even times where with a friend and their breakdown, it's like, hey, you know, I got so many toes a year. I use shit. I'll fucking have your car towed. Don't worry about it. I mean, I, you know, 150 miles. I mean, that's in a straight line, you know, whatnot from your house. Hey, that can be a, quite the ways and, you know, can save you a pretty penny or, you know, you're with a friend that can save them a pretty penny. And well, I've done that a, a ton of times. From Rocky Mountain, North Carolina to Mount E from New Jersey is a $2,000 tow. Ow. Ooh. Give you I had better off time. shipping it. 
that's 430 miles or something. It would have been Brian, it would have been cheaper to set up shipping for the bike. It, it would have been cheaper for that. Well, I had one time and I was uh, coming back from one of my son's baseball tournaments and I had that 150 miles of free towing. And when I radiator blew out, I'm getting, you know, gas down by in Shelton, Washington. I pull up, you know, I'm coming back and I see all the antifreeze dumping out underneath the car. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Call AAA and, you know, we're on the phone and I pull up Google Maps. I'm 149 miles from my house. Oh. And I asked him to say, hey. You know, how are you guys judging this? What, what are you using? I said, because I'm on Google Maps right now. It's 149 miles to my house. And uh, you know, I want to know what you guys are going to use because I'm not paying an overage when I can pull up different programs. And I'm, you know, a kind of hair within, you know, where I need to be for my what the program that I pay for. And, yeah. no, they were good about it. I just had to end up waiting almost five hours for the tow truck to show up. But, you know, I still got towed, got a home, and, you know, AAA saved me on that one. That's it. And any, you know, anything can happen, you know, far from home. I mean, I've had, we, we would come back from Daytona. We'd come back from Biketoberfest. We had a bike go down with bad head bearings and blew a band in the tire. I lost my front brakes entirely. I had a brake fluid leak. I had, I was, you know, putting brake fluid in the bike at a hotel. We couldn't figure out where it was going. Turns out it was leaking out of the ABS module. Um, so I mean, any any number of things can happen, and uh, it's not the it's it's different when you're five hundred or a thousand miles from home than it is if you're just riding around your local roads. That's very true. It's very different. So, but that's part sure. of that is all part of the adventure. Well, and that's a, you know also you throw a AAA, you're traveling somewhere. I mean, you get the hotel discounts. I mean, there's restaurant discounts. There's there's a lot of stuff that I think comes with AAA that a lot of people don't realize or even use. I mean, I myself, I've never tried to use it at a restaurant, but I'll use a shit out of it for hotels. You need AARP for that. I'm not that old, right? Yeah. Get the Bluebird special. You can save some money on the road. No, it'll yeah. definitely be discounts at hotels. Yeah. Your bike is cursed. Somebody's bike. Your bike is cursed. Uh, Corey, your bike's good, man. Bike's running good. Listen, I mean, these new bikes, you know, things, they're not immune from problems coming from the factory. I had a defective washer that went in the ABS unit. It was bad. It was probably leaking for a long time and just eventually just went. It, it decided to go when I was 800 miles from home. So um, the 2018 had, a, had an issue down in Ocean City, too, because I got an oil light and the oil pressure sending unit went bad. So... I, I got that bike home, but it, it didn't go bad. Well, he bought his bike in Jersey. That's where they send the bikes they, you know, they don't really care about. Yeah, that's where Harley gets on all those on all those salted roads. <laughs> Look at Bucky's comment there. I have to read it for the people who aren't watching. So he said he's decided that baggage brews are cursed. He's ridden a thousand miles on clapped out bikes and not been stranded. The baggage crews goes half that on brand new bikes and gets stranded. What did you guys do? And here's what I've noticed. There's been one common theme in all of our issues. Switch to Florida. Yes. So so what you're saying is Professional Monkey has sabotaged your motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I mean, use or use. With a truck fire so he can mess with our motorcycles. That's what it was. Are you guys oh, the old distraction. Gonna, you guys are relocating to the 405? <laughs> I was thinking about that. Oh wait, it's three oh five. That's right. I gotta get 
my Pitbull lyrics down. Uh, that's funny. Denver's listening to Pitbull. Do you listen to that while you're on your glide? Are you blasting out speakers? I'll rock Ooh. that shit, buddy. Pitbull? Apparently oh. Denver listens to Pitbull. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind hey, of stoked I'm, right I'm, you know, I listen to many genres of music. I spend a lot of time in a vehicle every day. Okay. We know we know Brian Brian listens to Whitney Houston. He does. He's a big share fan too. Actually I'm a big show tunes fan, but you know <laughs> you go through New Hope a lot, you meet some nice people there, they can give you some music selections. I was thinking a lot of more set. <laughs> oh there you go. <laughs> Jagged Little Pill, what a great album. Uh, <laughs> Why you gonna be, so come on, Bert. What's what's your go-to music? You mean you're gonna talk some smack? You're a Man. Lawrence Welk guy. What do you like? Charlie Daniels band because you got the look. Hey, well, fuck like? with Charlie Daniels, bro. Uh, no, no, I wasn't. I'm All a right. fan, but I don't listen to a lot of it on the bike. I try to listen to like upbeat, like energetic stuff there's, on the bike. There's one band that has been played more than any other band on your bike. Who's that? The Moonshine Bandits. I do love some Moonshine Bandits. Hey, okay. don't fuck with the Moonshine Bandits, dude. I, I'm right there with you, buddy. I do rock so, Oh, yeah. So Amy in the side chat has a really good question. Have you guys seen The Breakfast Club? Oh, fuck yeah. me. Of course. God damn it. I okay. missed it. Oh. Breakfast Club? Yes. Who hasn't seen The Breakfast Club? Denver. Hey, I, I fucking watched it last week in Bry. Fuck off, eat shit. Yeah, I heard he's a big Top Gun fan, though. So, you know, hey, whatever. That is a fucking American classic. Come on. Are you going to watch the new one coming out soon? I might check it out. I might check it out. You should check out 16 Candles first. But, yeah, fuck off. He hasn't watched 16 Candles? <laughs> no, I have not seen 16 Candles. I love when my wife can get me beat up online. It's awesome. I love it. Have you seen St. Elmo's Fire? I think I have. I, I so. <laughs> That's a no. That's a no. I do How about know. Howard the Duck? Did you ever see Howard the Duck? I did see Howard the Duck. Three. <laughs> hey, whose goddamn podcast is this? <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I was just, they say when you, when there's dull air, you need to think of things to say. And that's what I thought oh, to say. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, hey, Howard the Duck. Yeah, I've seen that, buddy. That's Old a good fucking movie. Howard. Okay. Good movie. Oh. Oh, funny. Gotta love just, my wife. Just trying to help. Yeah, I see. I'm, I'm so grateful for that, right? Thanks, buddy. The dog needs food. The tiger needs food. Hey, that, that's a great hey, movie. Got a, a great point. I didn't miss much with sixteen candles. Where's shit? There's Robin's comment. See, it had yeah. Molly Ringwald in it. That's all you oh, need to wow. know. Pony Prince is really. Be mad. <laughs> that's her. That's her flick. She she uh she named my son after Jake Ryan. Nice. So. Okay, so if you want to go with that, have you ever seen, you know who Seth Enslow is? Crazy metal militia, absolutely insane motorcycle, dirt rider. Oh, you Ooh. guys let me down. Somebody ah. just commented Sleepless in Seattle. Have you, Denver, have you seen Sleepless in Seattle? I've seen Sleepless in Seattle. It was, it's a total letdown. How about You Got Mail? Yes. I think so. Oh, here's a true test. Have you seen the movie Singles? No, I don't think so. You cannot call yourself a grunge fan if you haven't seen the movie Singles. Did he call himself a grunge 
I know. I know he's a great The guy. usual suspects? Any of that? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm... Who's you know, Kaiser so say? Come on. Like bands, but I've always been, you know, I mean, no offense, but dude, I've been, besides some of the 80s rock band, I've, you know, I'm a big country music guy. You, you didn't go to school with Kurt Cobain in Seattle? Hey, Bri, he was from Aberdeen. <laughs> Fuck off. And I'm uh, sorry. Fuck you and your Seattle reference shit. I'm west of that shit. God damn. Wow, bikers. that's like a, a reference that will never die forever. I swear to God. Hey, if not, we're picking on Bodine's windshield. I mean, we have to have side chat humor. Come on. <laughs> oh, dude, it's been all freaking night. All the Seattle jokes. I'm just, I'm not clicking on those. It, it's never gonna die. I, I know that, and you know, thanks, Bry. We're just we're just trying to help. That's right. Rom-coms brought to you by Crash Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? That has to be true for Dallas. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, that's right. And hey, Crash Inc., you guys, you know, need some new uh, comm units? They're now uh, official dealer of Lexan. Well, you know what we haven't talked about, Denver? How's your ass feeling tonight? Oh. Fuck. You know, when you sit on Here a cushion, oh, you just, you, you, it's like comfort all night long. That's all I got to say. Oh, it's so comfortable. It's like sitting on a cushion of air. It's it's fantastic. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, got it all. I did not expect you to pull out a motorcycle cushion seat from underneath your office chair. I, I mean, I can't. You I know what that tells me? What's that tell you? You don't watch any of his uh, live streams. <laughs> Shit! Shots can, fired. And we can give Bert credit, and now we can go to we can call this the the Bert and Ernie show. <laughs> oh shit! Things just got somebody's getting oh, a shanking. Oh, oh I just wow. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that. Holy shit! That was epic. Wow. On behalf, of, on behalf of the state of New Jersey, I'd like to apologize for Denver's behavior. <laughs> He's had too many mocha locas at the local Starbucks. Oh. Just... Hey, I can honestly say, buddy, I haven't hit up Starbucks in a long I even have gift cards that I haven't used in probably a year for Starbucks. Maybe you could hit Starbucks when you go see the new Top Gun movie. Nah, that nah. sounds like date night. Nah, date night would be a Friday night on Applebee's. Come on now. Oh, Jesus. Bougie. Bougie like. <laughs> I'm, I'm Brad the Bougie Biker. I'm getting some merch made on that one. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. Oh, I could do a whole motorcycle tour in Napa Valley. You're onto something. There's content for days right there. Hell yeah, you can go hit up all the wineries. Dude, that would be like a week a month oh, worth of content. Yeah. I like it. That's fun. Oh. Bougie. Dude, that was funny shit. Holy fuck. <laughs> we just you gotta you have to spend some time. Maybe maybe you should do like my kid does on YouTube, Denver. You can watch like the highlights of movies. Catch up on the eighties and nineties flicks. So you don't hey, I've seen out. a lot of them. There's just some that you know I haven't watched. Did you see Titanic? I've seen Titanic. It was. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Leonardo. Took, took an hour and a half for that whole thing. 
I don't think it's- hey, but you know, at least I can you know sit here and say that you know I'm I'm enjoying my beer sitting on my bagger yeah. and brews fucking uh, toaster. Toaster. That's, That's right. That's pretty good. But do you, know, I, but do you I, have I the beer open? I do. Okay. That's uh. That's I'm waiting for the wine opener, but as soon as somebody gets a wine opener, let me know. They got standards, Brian. You fall below those standards. You're about to get your uh, membership revoked. That's okay. That's right. The, uh, Dixon did come out with a Bordeaux uh, Dixon flannel lately, so it would have been. I could have worn that to wine country. Damn it, I missed out. Not sponsored by Dixon. I think Dixon needs a collab with Baggers and Bruce. That would be great. That would be great. I think we're probably so far off of Dixon's radar. It's uh... listen. You need to make some calls. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta start with a flat brim hat. I think to even get them to respond to you. <laughs> but you do have the bagger thing going. You gotta get some T bars. So we got Adam Rugg actually asked some con- question. Uh, the uh, classic smart cushion. That is the best one you can get. You is that the one with the gel and the? Is that the one with the gel in the air? Yeah, it's a gel air cushion. It's a smart classic, and it is absolutely fucking amazing. That's the one my wife has. Okay. Yeah, I got three of them. They're great. You have three actually, of them? Well, no, actually, one of them is my dad's. Of course, you know, that was a great thing when Craig, you know, we started the uh, little sponsorship. One of his little deals is like, hey, he goes, I'm going to send you a couple things. He goes, but you got to do one thing for me. I'm like, all right, you know, what's that? He's like. You know, I've been following your podcast. Know how your dad's one of the, you know, great, your best writing partner, essentially. I'm like, well, yeah, he is. He's like, cool. Uh, I'm sending you two cushions, and one of those is for your dad. The other one's for you. And, of course, he sent another one for my wife also, which has been awesome. And it, it made a huge difference for her when riding because she would get so much pressure on her tailbone, even though I lowered the rear floor pegs on the, on the road glide because she has the longer legs. It just – Put so much pressure on her tailbone, and the wild ass has helped her tremendously when it comes to riding and her comfort. George likes pressure on his tailbone. All I want to you, buddy. I have to say, when you guys did the um, when you did the Advent Black uh, video from Daytona, there were times where I wasn't sure if Alan was catching the joke or not. <laughs> it was pretty damn funny. Alan, so, so Alan's awesome. That's a good score. But sarcasm's not really his language. His language doesn't like just doesn't <laughs> What's funny is when he, he was I think the funniest thing about him is he knows that sarcasm isn't his game. And then he was trying to be sarcastic back. Yeah, so it was, it was just he's a good dude. Now you're you're spot on with that video, Brian. It was uh Funny little video. It was just really funny because I'm watching him and I'm watching what you're saying and I'm watching his face. And I'm like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. <laughs> they were talking about Denver Gunsy. They were talking about riding two up. And you could, at one point, I wasn't really sure if anyone else got it. It was pretty funny. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was, it was a good job. Yeah, they, they make really good stuff. And, and Alan is, um, Alan's an awesome dude. And, uh, you know, and so is Steve. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's great. There's no place that you're getting the quality product like they are offering, you know, color matched, ready to bolt on your bike. Um, 
that they're putting out. There's no nobody, no nobody doing that kind of. Work. I just put more on my bike today. What you put on? I put on today the stretch tank cover and the color match dash console. How hard was it to do your console? Because I have to do mine. I'm kind of drawing it. On the tank? Oh, oh no, no, not that. The actual interfering. I'm sorry. Interfering is very hard, and I will be doing it, but I'm terrified. Uh, that looks. Hey, way to be honest. That's awesome. It looks horrible. It looks, it looks like a nightmare. Um, Steve from Sick Bagger says it should take a few hours. I think it'll What's take up, Nate? And uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that we have the space. I mean, even when we did um, like his headlight and stuff, I mean, we just wheel the bike into my garage, take it apart, lay everything out for for that. Inter some of the interfering is probably going to be you know taking pictures of stuff before we take it apart type of thing. I mean, pictures are, pictures are things is hugely important. Yeah, I don't have a garage to do it in, so if it goes to two days, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Well, right, come on, you know, bring, bring it on over to my house, and we'll park it there and do it. Yeah, I'd like to. I got to do my bars first. I'm putting new bars on, and then I'll then I'll tackle the ferry. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate that. That's a great idea. I, I, we got I, both part of your ferry and do your bars. Honestly, yeah, the lower part though. I think. No, I would I would do both those shots together. Yeah, doing one shot. Fuck taking apart twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would do I would do both of those together. What bars are you going with? Uh sixteen inch fat bag ring, inch and a half bars. They're okay. really sweet. They're right. they're fat bag ring. Fat bagger ink. Okay. Yeah, so they're the same bars that I have now. Mine are twelve, so I'm going to sixteens. And mine are inch and a quarter, I'm going to inch and a half. I want inch and a half. That's they look menacing. I couldn't believe it when I took them out of the box. I was like, "Holy crap!" They're and they very make two piece bars, so they're easier to wire. Um, I think is what it, Brian's did it. It saved them like an hour in labor because it's faster. Is that what you think? You think two piece bars is, is, is faster to wire? That's what they say. I mean, I got the whole kit, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> My clockworks are two piece, and they're they're. I know they are not easy to wire. <laughs> well, no. Are they two piece in the center, though? No, two two piece. Uh, yeah, top. you have the top. These are these are actually two piece in the center where they meet. Oh, really? And they they claim it's easier to do. I know when Stars and Stripes, Brian's whatever did it, mm -hmm. it it did save in time. Now, granted, that's a professional versus me, but you know it'd be fun to try. It'd be a good video. Yeah. Followed by, I can't believe I ruined my new bike because my handlebars fell off because I didn't do it right. But we'll see. Followed by three weeks later, my bike's still apart in George's garage. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Followed by two weeks later, my bike's totaled because I fucked up my insulation. Uh, I forgot right. to cut the gas, blew it up. Barb's knows exactly where my house is. They'll come pick it up for you. <laughs> well, that was my other thought, too. There's a guy right down the street in Edgewater. I was like, well, you know, worst case, if I get 75, 80% done, I get stuck. I'll just have somebody pick it up. Yeah. Still got to be cheaper. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be pretty I got cool. A trailer, Brian. We'll hook you up, man. I'm I'm really excited to do it. I think it'll be pretty cool. Monkey, leave him loose so it's a damn motorized rowing machine. Why? Monkey doesn't uh, like me all of a sudden again. I, I think he's jealous of all the viewership that Mrs. Monkey got. That's what I think it is. Did she she busted over three thousand? She did over a thousand. Mrs. Monkey brings the rain. 
She did. That was absolutely yeah. fucking impressive. And she and she had bottle service the whole interview, which I thought was nice. Which was, was great. I, I had no idea that she had, you know, hired a personal bartender to just run her drinks. Until I mean, the bartender guy took over the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It was, <laughs> it was good though. So where's the where where's your favorite place to go in uh, New Jersey to eat? To eat. Oh, Don't man. say the pick. Think of something Let's else. Think of something more. Or without eh, either or. Where where would be the place to go on the bikes, and where would be the place to go without the bikes? Oh man, man, that's so that's 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 so tough. Bro. So tough. Quick quick weeknight meal. I got this Mexican place in in Hamilton that we love lately. Uh, yeah, Hamilton's got some good Mexican. Hamilton's got some really good Mexican food. So I mean, like quick, quick meat, like quick meal. That have you ever been to the? Um, oh crap! I can't remember where it is. It's like Ma and Pa's. It's in um, Ma and Pa's. Grand Cocos Woods. They have that little. They have no. a couple little stores in there, and it's a really small Mexican place. Great food. No, I'll send you. I'll send you a link. You know, you know a place I really enjoy, and it's, yeah, uh, well, I mean, especially for Jersey, like the area that we live in, uh, one is White Dot. You don't like White Dot as much. I, I, I like White Dot. And the other is Evergreen Dairy Bar, which is on Route 70 on the way to Philly. And their breakfast is killer. They do have good breakfast. Their breakfast at Evergreen is just killer. Yeah. To check okay. that out. No, no. Okay, have so you ever been for- to the diner? It's like the last, it's called something weird. There's a diner past the pick on the left-hand side going towards the shore. And it's like the last stop or something. It's a really, really small restaurant. It's got great breakfast. It's past the pick on 206. There's nothing. Past the pick, it's closed. I don't know if it's still open or not. I'll find out. But, yeah. You know what? I'll tell you a place that I really like to eat, and the and the, the wife likes it too, is uh, the Vagabond. Vagabond is down good too. down wow. down just on the outskirts of AC Atlantic City. Um, it's really good food, man. It's just kind of a it's not really a dive because it's you know pretty nice shaped place, but it's just a little hole in the wall, you know, right off of the main road into into Atlantic City. But uh, it's really good. Yeah. So, okay, so you look at all the places that, I mean, you know, you guys have been on the road traveled. You go outside of New Jersey, what's one of the places that you've actually, you know, love the breakfast, whether it was breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Place that really Cafe. sticks to your mind that had some damn good food. Loveless Cafe, Nashville, Tennessee. It is a must-do if you're traveling through Nashville. Best place I've eaten on a road trip. Loveless Cafe in in Tennessee. The the cream corn, as Bert put it, the cream corn will change your life. And the fried chicken is insane. Mm. As soon as we started, as soon as they made out the the route that was like us going to Texas through Tennessee, I said, I don't care what time of day it is, we have to hit this place. It is is insane. That was a Loveless Cafe? A Loveless Cafe. Listen, listen, monkey. Yes, we are wearing magic hats. And guess what? <laughs> they didn't mess up our logo either. Like, the logo is exactly the way we asked for it. I'm just saying. Wow. 
And yeah, I'm just, I just got, you know, the warehouse here in Port Andrews. If you guys want some awesome furniture in the Northwest, hey, dude, the warehouse has you covered from furniture from without everywhere in the world. It's an awesome it's place. It's called the Warehouse Furniture, and they have everything you could imagine. And this, actually, I, I was very fortunate. The owner ordered a bunch of hats. My boys work for him, and they're like, hey, I only got one hat. This, What do you guys think of it? They're all, hey, it's awesome. Everybody's, well, who gets it? He looks at my boys. He goes, your dad will take it home to him for his birthday. So the great thing about the Loveless, um, just to circle back to that for a second, is – it's on uh, a great motorcycle road called the Natchez Trace, which is uh, another nice, easy riding. It's uh, it goes from Nashville, Tennessee, down to Tupelo, Mississippi. But uh, if you're headed out that way, you can hit part of the Natchez on the way. Yeah, you'll have to remember that place. I I, I want to get to Nashville badly. It's one of the places on my bucket list I just want to check out and visit. So how many hats do you have, Denver? You've got quite the collection. How many hats? Um, honestly, uh, a couple hundred. Well, yeah, he's Pacific Northwest. I mean, it rains all the time. you got to have a hat. Exactly. Yeah. My wife gets pissed because I have boxes in the closet. We have an extra dresser, and I have a drawer or two full of hats in the dresser. My nightstand probably has 25 or 30 of them stacked on. Yeah, I got a lot of hats, and I've I've got rid of some, but yeah, I got, and my collection keeps growing. Finding Princess made a good 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 one too that we went to a long time ago, but um, it was called the Roadhouse in Bastrop, Texas. They had amazing burgers. So any Texas folk, if you're in that area, check that out. <laughs> See, that's awesome when you're. You know, you're out traveling, especially, you know, myself, I enjoy the back highways and you find these little mom and pop places. And for us, um, you know, with my wife and I and our family, with my, our boys doing travel baseball, our daughter doing horses and whatnot, we've been to so many, you know, small towns and through the years of, you know, all the sports that our kids have done with, we found some amazing places and, you know, little small hole in the wall restaurants and, some of the places you just don't forget. So, you know, now it's like you start venturing on the motorcycle more. Say, hey, I remember this area. Let's head down here and, you know, take a left down to Main Street. And there's a great place to eat. And, you know, we found so much places. You know, it's all a lot of it's all from the activities that our kids did. And that's part of the beauty of the country to be able to go someplace and get food that's local to someplace else that, you know, just can't be can't be reproduced you know, where you're at. And all, all you know, traveling by motorcycle, I mean, that's one of those great things that you get to do. I mean, unless you're headed south of us, it'll probably be a cracker barrel for a stop. But it's um... fuck you, Brian. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, I think, and I think the best thing is to ask the locals where to go because they oh, always no. have the best places. No, right. I, I'm sorry, I was talking about this comment, Brian. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And Dallas has a good point. No one's mentioned my fainting goat coffee hat. Well, I, I, it is I, the best I, coffee around. Yeah, so that was enough. I mean, they, they did what, like three lives? They now have like 15 sponsors? They're living the YouTube dream. Yeah. Yeah. Hustling. 
And yeah. tomorrow night, they, they have a very special guest. Queen Sid? Maybe. <laughs> Let's see. I plan on being at a, at a, uh, at a, at a bike ride <laughs> tomorrow night, so if I get back in time, I might be on there. Oh, man. That's all right. I'll, I'll pound some beers with Rye before he rides. You know. I mean, it depends how much the beer beats me up. He might not be, you know, in shape that he wants to come. After he throws my bike into the lake, you know. You should just drive your car. <laughs> no, man. No. Just cruise up there on your Bergman scooter, Brian. It'll be all right. The beard totaled my bike. That's got to be worth like 10K in views. I'll take one for the team. I got good insurance. It's all right. Especially when we do a thumb with your bike laying on the side and him standing on top of it on the bike. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think it'd be great. We could definitely do that. (laughs) I mean, you put some some rubber pads on the other side. It's fine. Nothing on it. We'll just go in the grass. Yeah, you stand on it, be great. Stand over. Yeah. Or you can stand. Princess, you know. Or you can stand on the seat. Whatever. You got the piney princess wanting to curious about Route 32. I will throw my affiliate link down below after this. You guys want to order some stuff? Click on the link and uh, order away. So what do they sell, Denver? Hey, right? they sell a lot of stuff, and actually, Route 32 has a. Uh, you know, we've kind of did a little partnership. You know, he's help sponsor the podcast, help promote his store. He's a growing new motorcycle store in New Hope, Pennsylvania, and got that affiliate link. And so if you guys are interested, after the show, I will post my affiliate link down underneath. If you guys want to order some stuff, click that link. Help support us, you know, a small new business and also help support the podcast. It's a great relationship. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great store too. Great area. New Hope's an yeah. awesome biker area. New Hope's a nice ride. Yeah. I like North and New Hope. North and New Hope's a fantastic ride. Sitting yeah. in traffic in New Hope just flat out sucks, but, you know, we can do Oh, yeah, great, Brian. And now you got my wife joining in. She thinks, oh, your great 80s, 90s movie trivia is a great idea. I like that. Yeah. He's in the side. I chat. mean, in all <laughs> fairness, she didn't bring in a chicken this time, so the show has not really been as exciting <laughs> as the last one. I don't know if anyone, if you haven't seen the live, who was it? That was the when we were on with Monkey, right? Yeah, that we were on with Monkey, yeah. Amy Denver's wife just walked in with a chicken as though it was nothing. It's just, it was interesting. Yeah, I was talking, you had Miss Monkey blowing up the fucking goat and something else, and all of a sudden Amy walks in with a chicken. You know, <laughs> oh my God, she's just brought his cock in and she's stroking it. Yeah, that was great. That was comical shit. The beard left is potty break. <laughs> oh, Denver's favorite band is oh. Banana Rama. That's unfortunate. Wow. I think he's right, more buddy, of a Millie, no, Millie Vanilli guy. He's a Millie Vanilli guy. That's just not true on both aspects. Fuck <laughs> this. Wow. So Come on, I can see you dancing. Did you ever have parachute pants, Denver? Be honest. No, sorry. What, what was what, what is your favorite grunge band, Denver? Grunge band? I was never a, a really big grunge band guy, but I mean, I did listen to some Nirvana in that time. But I me, mean, for me, I was more of a you know rock, heavy metal, fucking country guy, honestly. So what's your what's your Nirvana song? What's the number one song you like in Nirvana? You know, honestly, I can't remember much of the names, and that's no joke because I just I listen to some of them, but 
And also some, actually, the other band that I did like was Pearl Jam. Another, I mean, they were another Northwest band. Where, I mean, Jeremy wasn't a bad tune, but yeah, I did the old heavy metal, you know, some Pantera, Megadeth, fucking all that Fuck shit. Fuck seagulls! <laughs> Jeepers! Flock of seagulls, man. All right, so, that's, so, that's so Moose, right there. let's just picture for a moment that Dallas listened to The Cure. Maybe he was a goth. Maybe he was an emo boy. We don't know. I can see it. Yeah. You can't listen to Pantera and The Cure, though. It just doesn't work. <laughs> that, this is very true. You, know, you, you can't go from, you know, vulgar display of power, The Walk, Great Southern Treadkill, and then go to The Cure. That, that just doesn't work. I, I think as, as good as Pearl Jam is, I think Alice in Chains was the best band to come out of that movement. Actually, hell yeah, Alice in Chains was damn good. Yeah. I mean, Rooster was fucking amazing. I mean, Pearl Jam, we got Jeremy. That was a great tune. But, I mean, they were all actually great bands out of the Northwest. Yeah, Soundgarden. I mean, yeah. I probably Soundgarden and, and, and Alice in Chains. Maybe. Yeah, very Might true. I don't know if you saw what Rue32 said. If you come by and mention that you listened that the V-Twin Life sent you, you can apply your discount code in the store. That's really? not cool. Denver, you have arrived. Damn. Bam, there is. I missed that Ooh. one. Sorry. I scrolled back up. We found it. Denver, just let you know how it works. You pay attention to your sponsors. That's not what they like you to do. Hey. It's okay. true. Sorry. I think we have been in that. He's going to mute me. <laughs> no way, man. There's just so much going on. We get, you know, getting to music. That's, you know, my whole thing. I mean, fuck, dude, I listen to music fucking 16 hours a day, man. When you sit in a truck all day long, driving back and forth, cruise out the podcast, you listen to music. The Woodstock at 99? <laughs> trailer? Are you aging yourself that much, monkey? Here it comes. Here it comes. Was, he, was he covered in mud? Here it comes. <laughs> Ask Mookie Trailer, he's probably <laughs> on the keyboard. I don't have that much vacation time, you sons of a bitches. He drove us in Winnebago, okay? Uh, he's going to be like, send me the link. Send me the link, Denver. Send me the link. <laughs> oh, I'll awful. teach those kids. <laughs> <laughs> He has disappeared. He's probably outside, like screaming at the top of his lungs. Oh, oh shit! That was funny. That was good. <laughs> He's making a trailers. Oh shit! That's good. Oh, yes, man. hold on, Adam. I'll throw the Route Thirty Two website in the uh, side chat. Hang on. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, for the episode, I will throw my uh, the affiliate link down there in the description. And if you guys want to check it out, hey, hit that link and order some shit. And it's just cool to see a small business like that involved in, in podcasts and like the moto. Yeah, cool. and the moto it is, it, it is very <laughs> cool. You know, we've talked a few times, and you know, Dominic's a great guy that owns the store, and you know, it's really cool. You know, both of us being you know, small channel, he's you know, trying to grow a store, and both of us working together can you know, help each other grow. It's awesome. He's the badass helmets. Those badass helmets are really cool. I know. Mine should be here very soon. I need a helmet, too. I need a new, I need a new half Yeah. Did you get the one, Denver, did you get the one with the diamonds on it? No. Fuck no. Jesus. Just, right? just asking. I was just trying to help. 
Denver, where can I find your affiliate link? I don't have it. Tell me. I know. Hold on. It's coming, buddy. We didn't, we didn't get out near New Hope for any riding last year. No, because two years ago we had to take a fiasco, or three years ago we had to take a fiasco, and we had to come back since. Oh, what, what fiasco? They were, like, running us down because we had, like, there was, like, a spot. Yeah. And there were, like, three bikes in a spot, but they were, they're, you know. They're not, they're not real supportive of, of bikers. No, they're not. You know, like, there's beautiful riding in that area. Town itself is not real biker friendly. Uh, I was pulling out a parking spot and I like I gave it. Oh, he gave it a little juice to like because it was like the way we were parked. We're kind of like on a hill. It's like the the, the road yeah. was like uh, what do you call it? Crown. Uh, crown. And so he had to give it a little juice to get you know back onto the road. And the cop came, a walking cop came running over at him like, "You do that again, you're getting a ticket." What bothered me is he grabbed my shoulder. That's what bothered me. Like I'm on the bike and you're trying to like get out of a spot and get into traffic, and all of a sudden somebody grabs your shoulder, and and that just I was like, that's just not. It's just, there we yeah. go. Yeah, because they used to have all the. Uh, I know for a I while when you used to go into town, they had the uh, the cops there with the sound gauges. Yeah, that which was ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. which isn't a problem that. because it, it, it's mostly a bunch of triumphs. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of hipsters. <laughs> yeah, you will see more triumphs in New Hope than you see any place in your life together. Yeah, that's you pretty know? true. And, but, you know, also some cool old, like, early 80s, you know, sport bikes and stuff. You see, like, people, you know, ride those bikes three miles off into town, which is, like, the most mileage that they see, probably, riding some of that stuff. But it's... uh he says that South Main has changed their parking and is more bike friendly now. Nice. No more noise testing. That's a good That's thing. Good. That's a good thing. Because I know, I know all through uh, up Route 32, it's all signs about don't rev your engine, don't this, don't that. Well, that's yeah. that's just the wrong sign to have. <laughs> it just makes it challenging. You guys been up to the River Gap? That's a nice ride too. Go through Easton up to the River Gap. Yeah, up to Easton, mm -hmm. there's a couple good breweries in Easton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't uh oh who's in downtown Easton? There's a good brewery, a bigger one too. Um Weyerbach? No. Why Weyerbach? That's not Weyerbach, is it? I thought they were more affiliated. No, I may be mistaken. I'm trying to think, but there's one I think in Easton. I can't remember who it is. I don't remember the names. One thing we need to do, and we might need to like put on like the winter list, because it might be like a good thing to do is the uh that brew trail. Is it the and the Chamonix Creek's on it. What, what is oh. that? So there's a brew trail up there. Um, Second Sin, is it Second Sin Brewing's on it? And the Chamonix Creek's on it. Weyerbacher's on it. Um, there's a bunch of breweries, like, in that northern, like, from Bristol, like, up into Bucks County. Weyerbacher is in, in uh, Easton? Easton. Is it? Yeah. They made the best beer that's Two Rivers was the one we went to. Two Rivers. Yeah, Weyerbacher is there. Yeah, they uh they made Dallas sucks American Parallel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, it's not my fault. People are eating outside. I just thought they wanted to hear my pipes when I went through New Hope. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I don't want to hear them singing share songs either, but we have to deal with it. Yeah, fair enough. 
No, Corey, it's a Gary. Okay, everyone knows that it's a Gary, not a bird. Stop. <laughs> we keep losing Denver. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, he, uh, having a rough night. A little bit there. A little bit there. Well, you know, at the end of the day, he's not a professional. He, he's not committed to his craft. It's just, it's just phases off. I don't know where he's going. So, what other breweries have you hit? What's what's a what's a good brewery in this general area? It doesn't have to be super local. Our general area. What do you like? I mean, you know, I, I mean, I like vinyl. You do like vinyl. Um, not everybody likes vinyl, but I, I like vinyl. Uh, forgotten Boardwalk's good. Forgotten Boardwalk is uh, in the area. I like Pinelands. Pinelands is good. I like Brotherton. Brotherton is great, and they different echo now. Uh, great, great tap room. Good beers. Um, I mean, it depends. It, you know, it honestly depends on what you're looking at. If you're a big IPA drinker, go to Icarus. You know, hell not. Pick your brewery appropriately. Like, yeah, go to go to Icarus. Go to, Jane, go to Icarus. Go to um, three three threes. You know, are they making IPAs? They're big IPA, you know, place too. It's so if you you know if you like those type of beers, you know, pick your brewery appropriately. If you don't, then you know, I like vinyl. They do make IPAs, but they do make a bunch of sours. We like mechanical. Mechanical's another. Have you been there, Brian? Brewery. Yeah, where's that? Uh, off out, of 70, out 70 Cherry Hill towards Cherry Hill, yeah, right by where you would get on 295 on 70 in Cherry Hill, yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, yeah. out there, right. yeah, no, I don't, I haven't been there. I'm trying to think what, what local ones I've been to. It's off of a side street right by that Chick fil A there on 70. Yeah, yeah. he looks kind of lost, like he just you don't watch the Breakfast Club, he's not sure what's going on. <laughs> I mean, well, listen, we love Manaferkin. Took a long Gary, so Manaferkin's good. Manaferkin is good. Um, I want to get back to Oh, no, wait. They're having a they're having a share event in New Hope on May 21st. It sounds like we need to go. What are they sharing? No, share is in the center. <laughs> share. Upside down pineapples. I don't oh. know. I'm just reading this side chat. Oh, oh no. Have you guys been to uh Dog and Brew in Croydon? No, no, no. Where's that? I mean, that Croydon is like right across, like south of I think Croydon PA or yep. somewhere. Um, no, we, we haven't been there. It's a it's a really cool restaurant. It's it's not a microbrew, but they have uh, they've got a good selection of beer, great food, <clears throat> and then they've got the in Ben Salem. They just opened up a distillery rather recently. What's it called? I'm trying to think what the story called. Dad Hats is in Bristol, and then there's um, I think there's a distillery now in Bristol too. Uh, not a distillery, either a brewery. I have to look it up. I don't know that the brewery has opened yet, or unless it because originally it was it was in Bristol. It was downtown by the taco place towards the waters where the brewery was going, and I had heard that it fell through. I don't know if it had opened yet. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Because when one of the Bristol nights they were giving out beer. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think mechanical mechanical's been a good solid brewery. Manaferkin's been like a good solid brewery for us. 
Um, Pinelands. I like Pinelands. Like, Pinelands is really small. I like Tonewood. I love. Now we haven't been to hanging out at Tonewood really because yeah. we just never got down to Oakland to go to Tonewood. And now they've opened up a new spot in what town? Is it still in Oakland? Yeah. Still in Oakland? They opened up a new brewer, uh, a new tap room. Um, but they, you know, I mean, Fuego is definitely one of my favorite South Jersey brews. I think Bry's going to New Hope on the 21st of May. Yes. We've got, you know, Springer Mike, he's talked about Bonehead, that's, of course, over on the other side down in Bend, Oregon. Big 10 barrel brewing fan out of Bend, Oregon. They're really good, but I'll definitely have to remember Boneyard when I get down that way. Boneyard. Oh, Bonesaw. Bone saw and Glassboro. Have you been down there, Drew? Or uh, I call him Drew. Bry. Now Bryce. Where is it? Bone saw and Glassboro. No, I'm starting to realize there's a lot of places I haven't been. Damn, I gotta get out more. Four three down near Glassboro is good, and it's yo small, so tiny. I think they. Their setup is only twice as big as the setup I brew with in my garage. Yeah. I, I mean, it's that small, and they have this little tap room, and they smoke their own beer glasses. Yeah. So they have this piece of oak under the bar, and they have this whole setup where they smoke the glass, and they let the smoke marinate in the glass, and then they put the beer in. That's pretty cool. And I'll do that. I've been, to, I've been to Third State. There was one in PA that I went to that I really liked, and I can't remember where it was. Yeah, I was there. What's that? I was third state. I thought third state was good. I mean, it's so local to us too. My uh, my mother in law bought me a gift card to it. We enjoyed it. I was cool because they have a they have like a bunch of restaurants around there, so that you can order food in. Yeah, to, that's it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just kind of well. That's the crappy thing about New Jersey breweries is that they don't they, serve. They food. can't have and food. That's what people don't realize is the breweries are not allowed to have food. Um. But it's we terrible. have uh, Rustic Chimney Ales in, in Hamilton that just opened up. It is another place that does a lot of stuff that's not IPA-based. Yeah, see, I'm not an IPA guy at all, so that's cool. Right, so if you're not an IPA... Well, I mean, it's two-tone bikes. You don't usually have an IPA. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of stuff out there, though. There you go. <laughs> two-tone bikes. I am going to... Now I'm just going to have to buy a Rogue Light. It's a single color. I get it. I understand. That's it. My reputation yeah. is at stake. Yeah, once you hit that Shark Nation, you'll never go back. But what if I go purple, Shark Nation? We will not make fun of you. That's right. If you want to go purple, hey, there's nothing yeah. wrong with a purple rain, all right? Wait, now, have you seen that movie? Yes. Okay, just checking. Just checking. First uh, Bueller's Day Mike, off. Yes, Ken Barrels in Bend, Oregon is fucking awesome. I used to do a – I did have a beer podcast a while back, and Ken Barrel actually sent me a – a lot of beer to review the hot project when they came out with volume one. That was some good shit. Beer yes. Truck. Michael Bike says, Can they have food trucks in New Jersey? And they can have food trucks. They can have events like so many times a year. Um, but they can have food trucks. And most of them also have menus of the restaurants that are around them. And then yeah. you just order food and bring it back. <laughs> so that's kind of which isn't the worst thing in the world. No. But I feel like because they don't have food, the beer is really good at most. I, I, I kind of it's gotta like, be because the food's not keeping you there, right. The food's know? not keeping yeah. you. And and, and I mean, not, not to not. I mean, we've gone to places in Pierre that don't have food. Like Second Sin didn't have food. Um, True. You know, and, I think those are few and far between though, and, in, and, like in other states. In other states, I, I just feel like some, some of the some of the 
some of these places. What's up, Russell? Hey, Russell. That, that beer is uh, in business. Yeah. You know, so they, they can't mess around. Biker people. Well, that's yeah. it. You know, I mean, you, when you can put out great quality beer, sometimes the food might be the greatest, but you know what? The beer is damn good. Yeah. Have you been to Double Nickel, I assume? Yes, I have. I have. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I have not been to Double Nickel yet, but I, I like their Vienna Lager. They make, that's a, I don't like the Vienna Lager. You like the Vienna Lager? I like the Vienna Lager. I think I have some upstairs. It's been there for like two years. <laughs> hey, you know, Bri liked a great lager from Northwest when I sent him some Rainier. He fucking liked that shit. The Rainier was good. It was a lot like England. It's good yeah, in the bottle. It ain't so good in the fucking can. I'll tell you that. Tell you what's been one of the coolest things about this us and our channel is our subscribers sending us beer. Yeah, we've had so many of our subscribers send us stuff because of the beer reviews and stuff that we do. We get to try this beer from places that you know we don't get to get to, like Iowa and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's pretty cool. Virginia, yeah. Virginia. We we, we got some pretty awesome subscribers, man. Hey, we'll have to hook up in the green room after this, and uh, you guys have to send me an address. I'll send you some fucking Northwest spears. That would be cool, man. Man, that'd be cool because I don't know what I'm getting we'll, in the Northwest. We'll, we'll put it and we'll put it right on a thirsty Thursday. Oh, I, yeah. And that's the thing, like us reviewing beer. I mean, I brew beer, so I know you know a little bit more about the science. But it's just we're not training. We're not training people tasting beers. It's just you know what we think. And what I don't even like have a very good palate, to be honest with you. You know, so, but how much? Hey, uh, I'll, I'll send. I'll hook you guys up with some classic Northwest brews. Long-standing Northwest brew. How will we go that way? That's cool. I mean, that's really. But that's what it's about. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. I mean, it doesn't matter that's if, right. it's, if it's high end or good or not. If you like it, you like it. I know what I like. You know, and that's right. that's all I need to know. You know, and, there you and, go. So, you know, and, and more importantly, you know, in in tasting and reviewing it, like. What people will like, you know, based upon that style. Like, if you like this style of beer, then you might like this beer. If you don't like this style of beer, then this beer isn't something you should buy, even right. if you like the cool looking label. <laughs> so, yep. it's, they can trick you with you the know. labels, man. Some pretty cool labels I've had. I've bought that. They're pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get you with wine. They put a fancy label on it, and it's still crap. I don't know. I don't buy wine, Bryce. So I guess you're in your own category on that one. Well, well, you can. I'll be bringing that to my channel soon. Writing okay. and wine reviews. Here's All right. Hey, there you go. Break out to a new genre. Question from Adam George: Why can't they have food at a brewery uh, in New Jersey? So New Jersey is a, uh, and this is my opinion only, but New Jersey is a very communist state. State and. The New Jersey Restaurant Association is very powerful, and they have lobbied to keep it that way. There was a time not too long ago where there were restaurants that wouldn't even serve beer from local breweries that were in their towns because they would see that as competition. I feel like some of that has changed now. A little um, bit. But there are you know, probably still restaurants that won't serve beer from a brewery down the street. Um, breweries That's messed up. Breweries also cannot stay open. Um, I think 10 o'clock is, is last call at breweries um, to not keep competition with bars. So they, they've made their their life very difficult. And, and that's a big part about us, you know, with the channel is like kind of bringing light to these breweries is, you know, 
not only small businesses, but they're, you know, they're somebody's American dream. And in a state like ours, they have a lot of hurdles to, uh, to overcome. And not just on the state level, they have a lot of hurdles to overcome on the federal level as well. So it's, it's no easy task owning and running and operating a brewery. I know when you, I know when we went to third state, you had to watch a video and they had to give you the quote virtual brewery tour before you could even purchase anything. It's some crazy law or something. Well, two, two years ago in the state of New Jersey, um, the New Jersey Brewers Association basically had a split and Kane, Kate May, River Horse, Flying Fish started their own brewery association for New Jersey. And each state can only be represented by one. And they were such powerhouses. They basically took it over and said, this is what we're going to do because their business interests at that time were different than the business interests of some of the smaller breweries. And I mean, that's kind of the thing, like people use like the term like microbrew. And I don't think the term microbrew is really used anymore. Um, They're really all craft breweries. And the biggest joke of the craft brewery world is Craft breweries are as big as Sam Adams will ever be because they still consider themselves, you know, craft by mm-hmm. the definition of what a craft brewery is. So River Horse by us, which is huge, huge brewery, it considers craft. Kane is still considered craft, huge brewery. Flying Fish, Kate May. Um, I think Kate May is probably the smallest of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, um, you know, their business interests and distribution were much different than that of, say, a vinyl or a Manifurkin or a third state that third state probably still open like three days a week, you know? So that's the, that's the thing about breweries in New Jersey. So no food, they can only have certain events. And the virtual tour was a concession that the restaurant association in the state gave them because you used to actually have to take a tour tour. That's just ridiculous. Interesting. That's kind of messed up. It's cheesy. And most of them are like on a piece of paper. They're like, here, look at this. That's yeah. that's the tour. And yeah. what do you want? You know, it's just so stupid. Yeah. That's just so, stupid. That's the skinny on New Jersey brewery politics. Yeah. Mm. So support your small local brewery. Definitely. We, we have some weird laws in New Jersey, that's for sure. sure yeah, yeah, no shit. So. Well, shit, guys, man, this has been a lot of fun. You know, fucking everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, guys. You know, hey, go ahead and, you know, plug yourself where everybody can follow along and, you know, follow your guys' adventure. So we are Baggers and Brews on YouTube. Uh, We are also on the Gram, which is a a great place to check out some of the photos and adventures. We put updates there, especially when we're on the road. And everything that does not make it to the YouTube or Facebook or the Gram winds up on this app called TikTok. So if you yeah. are not following us on TikTok, it's also yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, we do live shows on Thursdays. Right. And we are all things, you know, baggers, rallies, beer, damn good times. Yeah, and uh, tomorrow night, I will be a guest on the Double D's live stream, Droop and Dallas. And the following Monday, George will be on. So check that out, those of you in the side chat watching. That's a sad run now. Run now. Well, yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Next Sunday, we will not be here for Easter. There might be a video content coming out if weather can permit. 
I'll see if I can get something out. But uh, we will be back on the 24th of April with the legendary Whip Mesa, giving her some of her stories and adventures on the road. That'll be an awesome show. So, uh, hey, Beggars and Bruce, thanks, guys, for coming on. It's been an awesome time. And, hey, guys, don't forget, ride safe, have fun, man. Enjoy that open road.